Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Uh, o is an icon. Yeah. It's like the most profitable show, show business yeah. of all time. I, I love that show. You know, it's funny. I saw, I saw, um, I saw, What's the Beatles one? Love? Yeah. I fell asleep at that one. And I was in the front row. Oh, man. I was, That's I, so funny because you're into music, right? Yeah, I li- but I like the Beatles too. And I thought I would like it. Alfredo got me like free tickets and we went. And, you know, I don't know either. I must have been tired or something shit like that. But I was in the front row and I'm trying to watch it. But I'm just falling asleep. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit. These performers are looking at me. I can just tell. I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. They- oh, man. There's no much more stank eye that you'll get if you're falling asleep in yeah. the front row. I'll tell oh, you, man. From my experience, everybody's like, that person's asleep. Like two things. Yeah. Don't fall asleep in front row yeah, yeah. and don't pull out your lunch and start eating in the, well, in I the wouldn't middle pull out of lunch. <laughs> no, but that's happened. Done that? Like people just pull out their lunch and what start eating. Like, this, this, like, shows, man. <laughs> this isn't a dinner show, bro. Like get out of here. Hello to my frame chasers. You know what it is. It's Wednesday, and that means a new episode of Chasing the Frame. Today, I'm with Michael Forsh. Michael, how are you today? I'm good, man. I'm good. I like that intro song. It's pretty rocking. It came with the thing. Did it really? Yeah. It came so, with the board? Yeah, it came with the board. So I was like, <laughs> I, I had a really like Hawaiian, like Hawaiian, like, or not Hawaiian, but a surfboardy style intro song in the first couple uh-huh. episodes. Then I like got this board, and I'm like, what does these do? I'm like, oh, shit, this is a pretty decent song. So <laughs> I'll use I'm all rocking out yeah. to it. <laughs> I'm like, it, it kind of fits the style more, I think, too. So um, anyway, though, before we get started, I just want to thank everyone who's listening to the podcast. And remember, if you're not a Patreon member, we do have one, and you have three different tiers. So a dollar, you get to listen to the podcast three days before it airs. $2 is five days before it airs, and $5 is about a week before it airs. So you can listen to next week's podcast today if you feel like it. And if you don't subscribe to Patreon, that's okay, too, because... I'm just glad you're listening because that's the most important thing, listening and hopefully learning about these people and their journey and their stories and also giving you the nuggets and information that you can hear and say, hey, I'm going through that same thing. I understand what they're doing. I'm going to keep chasing that frame. So thank you for listening. And again, guys, on the cash, like always, we do have T-shirts at Teespring 
dot com slash doors slash chasing dash the dash frame that's t w e s p r i n g dot com slash doors slash chasing dash the dash frame and that comes in men's and women's v neck and crew neck with the hashtag frame chaser saying on it and you can get that for about 20 bucks to about 25.99 for that tri-blend shirt like i always tell you guys that tri-blend and that v neck are super duper soft and i really highly love the material that they're Used for so hey guys, let's get to it. I'm done with these things that try to pay the bills, but let's get to it. Who's ready to chase frames today? Michael, first question I ask everyone the most important question is where are you from originally? <laughs> uh, so originally I'm from Los Angeles. If you want a deep, deep dive, um, let's do deep, deep dive. <laughs> There's this small town, um, kind of oh man, I'm super horrible at directions when it comes to <laughs> Los Angeles. I believe it's north of Burbank called okay. Shadow Hills. Uh, so it's like this little horse community area. Not that I'm a horse cowboy guy or anything. I did ride horses (laughs) like one summer, but, uh, it just happened to be where my parents bought a house. So I kind of consider that like the, the, the place where I grew up Mm. most part. How long were you there for? Uh, so I think we moved there when I was like eight or nine Mm. and then, um, to like my mid twenties. Because, you know, starving artists can't yeah. afford to live in L.A. Or a, or a horse town. Or a horse town. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next or, question. Yes. I ask is, um, what was the first movie, TV show, actor, director, person of artistry that you saw and was like, holy shit, I want to do this. I want to pursue this. This is what my dream is. Excuse me while I take a long drink here to gather my thoughts it's a trick it's not a trick question but it's a it's a Um, question that people have to go back into their minds all the time i feel like right i know well i feel like um as a performer my my history is like weird and convoluted um Mm -hmm. so let's see it's so hard to be like what inspired you really um i kind of grew up doing it so it's hard to even think of like what was the one person that got me going um to be honest like i got started because um like school programs like performing just like everybody else and um i guess i guess more than anything else i remember going to school assembly in Mm -hmm. a theater and seeing a stage and being like man i can just remember this feeling of i would give anything to go on stage Mm -hmm. and i don't know where that came from yeah what it was but i was just like i have this like irresistible urge to get on stage yeah <clears throat> and um man uh so i did i got yeah. on stage well how, how old were you when you uh, went on stage like, uh, when you saw it in school like grammar school middle school so i have to say i was probably like i was like eight years old yeah. seven eight years old mm. when i remember doing that um my mom always tells a story of like um, I used to, when I was even younger, I would get up at an Italian restaurant and sit on the corner of a booth and just like start singing. And I'm like, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it was embarrassing. Did you put a hat out too and ask for money? <laughs> I kind of wish I did. I think I would have cleaned up, but, uh, no. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it's just kind of been something I've always done. So, yeah. um, yeah, I guess, and I was in school mm-hmm. Uh, I came home one day and I was like, Hey mom, I going to do this short yeah. film. And she was like, what, what, what's a short film? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, they asked me to do a movie thing. So I was like, and that's, and that's still in eight, when you're eight years old. 
yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so I I did this this little movie called Sweet Billy. Okay, I think I had like line or something, but it was super random. Yeah, and my mom's like, huh? Okay, well, I guess it's into this mm. performing arts thing. And then another time I come home and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in a music video. She's like, say what? So like, it's not like <laughs> she's the one like yeah. dumping me in these places. Yeah. And in fact, when she would try to like get me to do like go perform mm. and like force it on me, I was never, I was yeah. always like, uh, like retreating to my shell. But yeah, um, just sort of kind of jump into like, I, mm. I, I would just random happenstance yeah. get into this because you know la there'd yeah. be like film things so i did a, a music video for um edgar winter i think is oh yeah he's a jazz musician yeah yeah because his brother's johnny winter well they're both albino i believe right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh that's cool i guess yeah, yeah you know I, about music yeah because so. um i have a funny story i can tell you off camera about my dad telling me about meeting johnny winters once so and, really yeah okay it, or is it yeah johnny yeah i think it was johnny because i get confused with the both winter brothers so it's it's, yeah. a, it's kind of a yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that i'm pretty sure you're the first person i've ever told this story to that actually knew who this guy was yeah, but frankenstein i think frankenstein's a Edgar winter song or something like that or is it is it john? i don't know i get confused like i said i get confused with the winter brothers because i don't know which one's which and i don't really listen to them that much but i know who they are i know their music <laughs> So, That's cool. That's yeah. impressive, actually. Thank you. Yeah, so I was a sprinkler kid or something. Oh, okay. a sprinkler. And, um, so then my mom's like, oh, I guess we better put him in, like, you know, yeah. theater and stuff. Yeah. So that was kind of like the start. And um, I started doing background work, yeah. um, you know, on set. And yeah. Eventually got on, like, Wonder Years and 30-something. Oh, shit. Something. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, things are things I'm learning. I've known you for how many years now? and. <laughs> Like yeah, four or five. Maybe uh, I was one of those yeah. child actors, but not really. I mean, I did. Now I did I'm gonna a watch the Wonder bit. Years. Oh, God, <laughs> I look for you. Watch like I think I may be have like one scene at yeah. one point, but it's you know it's one of those things where you're in the background, mm. you know, being one of the school kids. Yeah, and then eventually you're there enough, and yeah. like oh, let's pull this kid over. So it wasn't like you know my big break. It yeah. was like oh, you're here at convenience. Mm. Here you can be with Red Savage. Oh, <laughs> which reminds me of a funny story. Um, Tell it, please. Please, please. Fred, Fred had actually come into town to direct, um, direct something. I oh, forget yeah. it was a pilot or something. So he, he came into town and I, like, I auditioned for it, but he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't at the audition. I was so mad because I really wanted to be like, yo, dude, we used to be, yeah. you know, I was in your class back in the day. I wonder how many times he got that. I'm sure, I'm sure there's so many, like, yeah. like 30 somethings that are just like, <laughs> I'm an, I'm an, I'm a, Failed actor and I'm I worked on the Wonder Years with Fred Savage. Can you be a, can you give me a part, man? Yeah, but um, but you you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. I know you you wouldn't ask for a part. No, no, I want to earn He's, my part, yeah, bro. Obviously, like, no, I'm saying that. Me. I'm not. I'm not saying that. You know, <laughs> they're not those people that would say, "Hey, bro, give me give me a role." No, but I wish I wish that I wish that I had gotten a chance to work with them because it would be like a yeah, crazy ass like nice circle thirty year. Yeah circle yeah um, but, um, you could maybe. make a sequel to like the wonder years then you could, you could have like a short film moment yeah. like. <laughs> the less than wonderful yeah. wonder years the, the 30 wonderful years of not being wonderful <laughs> but I, I guess he's uh i guess he's like into directing and stuff yeah and stuff. i remember because uh, i know he did like boy meets world like i think he directed a few of those episodes or um girl meets world one of those two i know he was like worked on that shit in the background and stuff him and uh even jason harvey Harvey, whatever the dude is his brother oh, yeah. wayne is big in like production as well, like doing background stuff and executive producing. Yeah, I mean that's to be honest, that's the way to go. Yeah. Like 
I know that's what I'm doing. So yeah, yeah. So going back to your childhood though, um, so you're doing these like you know short films, you're doing a music video, and then also are you still are you pursuing that uh, theater as well in grammar school? Yeah. So theater um, got into just doing. I think I was uh, did some version of Charlie Brown the musical what? or something. Yeah. I was Charlie in that. Um, what else? So mm. I I don't know. It's just like this weird little musical yeah. kids musical theater group, and then that kind of like fell away my mom yeah. really got tired of like schlepping me to auditions and mm. you know for just like just in general for just movie. in general okay. and like all that stuff so i actually like stopped and mm-hmm. got into like video games and computers yeah. and um normal teenage boy things yeah for a while yeah. my mom was like oh what do you want to do you want to go to college for like computer science yeah. and and i was kind of into it i was into yeah. all that sciencey like i love to read mm-hmm. and so i just kind of like stopped yeah. and um then I needed some like extracurricular activities. By the way, mm-hmm. um, another interesting side note is um, people. People, this is a funny thing. They often like, oh, this makes so much sense, and I'm like, um, okay, I don't really get it, but uh, I, I guess I sort of do because I'm you know, a different yeah. sort of cat. But uh, I, I, my mom pulled me out of uh, public school okay. and I started homeschooling from the age of uh, twelve to 16 yeah, yeah. so um at, at, i was around then like 12 13 mm. my mom's like uh you, know, you need more extracurricular activities yeah, i don't yeah. want you to be that homeschooled kid that you know doesn't have yeah. a, a social life or know how to interact socially so she's she put me into like um she was like what do you want to what do you want to do yeah. you know are you interested in music and i was like oh, i want to play guitar or something yeah. she's like oh i don't know about guitar but how about uh, trumpet your dad used to yeah. play trumpet okay yeah whatever i'll try it so i did that and yeah. i met um i met this lady who was in um she was a band director and she also did theater directing mm-hmm. and stuff like that and she, her whole thing was like you know musical theater for kids like yeah. spreading the arts teaching yeah. kids about the arts and all that stuff and but first i was just playing music with her it was yeah, super yeah. random she's like oh, i'm starting a new group and i want you to be a part of it because you know, theater needs boys, yeah. and I was like, "All right, I'll go check it out." And meanwhile, I'm in a basketball yeah. league, and and you have like you have you don't have that itch to go back to theater. It sounds I, like you just I was just kind of like whatever, whatever. I didn't even think about it. Like I kind of had lost that whole yeah, yeah. part of me. I was like, oh, I kind of did it when I was young, and you know, I just kind of yeah. went away from it. And then, do um, you also blame your teenage years of being that awkward? Because I mean, everyone teenage years is like awkward and like ridiculously like go- like goofy looking and stuff like that. Yeah, I oh you, man, you, I can you- <laughs> I can dig up some some pictures. This, yeah, I had this real goofy eleven to thirteen mm. like awkward phase. Where I'm like, yeah. what is happening yeah, yeah. with my face right now? <laughs> it's like. Like I don't know, it was weird, but I didn't. Yeah. That didn't, that didn't even occur to me. I, okay. I was like, wondering. It was just a curious question. But I definitely had an had an awkward phase. Yeah. But, um. So yeah, to, uh, band doing yeah. band stuff. I probably learned how to play trumpet good enough as like a a third grader in yeah. school band. Like I wasn't super good. I was mm. okay. Do you um, still play the trumpet, by the way. <laughs> I think I can play a C scale very, oh, very okay. poorly. Like, hey. Really bad. <laughs> hey, at but, least you can play a C scale, even yeah. though even if it's poorly, you yeah. can still play. I can still do it. So um and then randomly 
I, I did get into playing guitar yeah. and stuff later on was what yeah. I originally wanted. But um, she started this musical theater group. Mm. She was like, oh, we need you. I was like, mm, basketball league kind of conflicts, but yeah. whatever. I'll show up to the first meeting. So yeah. I go straight from my practice, my basketball practice, which is really funny because I'm a short white dude. Like yeah. why even like why I was even a basketball league. I'm a short white dude sense. too. I played basketball as a child. Yeah, I was terrible I, at it. Oh, it's super fun. <laughs> I, I, it's one of my favorite sports to play, but okay, absolutely zero, zero future in it for me. But uh, so I showed up there yeah. and, you know, I'm, I'm 15 at this point, um, homeschooled, yeah. and there's girls there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, cute girls. And I was like, wow. And they had, um, they had us dancing, and I was dancing next to yeah. cute girls. And they're like, okay, and now you have to lift them. So I was like touching cute girls and it was okay yeah <laughs> and so i was like oh you know this this isn't so bad yeah. <laughs> this isn't so bad guys um and unfortunately there was a um the choreographer yeah. um name is uh damien uh crap he's changed his name at the time it was damien perkins now it's like yeah. damien neptune perkins i don't know uh what a name i know cool guy though um he he was like the choreographer, yeah. assistant director for the thing, and mm. um, really talented singer and dancer and yeah. stuff. And he kind of took me under his wing and was like, "Oh, come come take yeah. my hip hop class, you know, come do this." And and you know, I just like, "Oh, this guy's cool, man." And yeah. he's like, he's like a dude, but he you know he can dance. He's yeah. not afraid to sing and dance and and do all that stuff. And so I was like, "Oh, this is this is a this is real. Like this mm. is." I don't, I'm not like a sissy because yeah. I'm dancing. It was like fun. Yeah. It's a good experience. And, um, this guy actually turned out, um, ended up going to Broadway, mm. um, and originating a role on Broadway for, um, oh, wow. uh, uh, Aida, Aida's name. I, I get it confused between Avida and Aida. Oh, A-I-D-A. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a big uh, Broadway play for, yeah, it's yeah. huge. Like, you know. So, uh, like I said, really yeah. talented guy. Um, so I was just musical theater. Yeah. I was a musical theater kid. It was like out of nowhere. And mom's like, ah, can't get away from this stuff. <laughs> All right. So, you know, she, like, here we go again, <laughs> but you know, my mom is awesome. Yeah, she yeah. was so supportive. Like she's like, okay, guess we're yeah. doing this. And, um, she, she started helping with the finances mm -hmm. of the thing. Like she organized all the dues and oh, wow. made sure everybody, you know, so she was an integral part of the, is your, would you consider your mom a theater mom then? No, because she, she literally, there was like zero push. Mm. She didn't care. She didn't care like what parts or, I, I mean, did. That is a theater, became one because I was doing the finances and all those dues and stuff like that too. Like just yeah. doing all that. Like, I guess she kind of fell into it. She, yeah. But not, but, but it not wasn't like a, like a typical one. like yeah. stage mom at all. She would just like drop me off and be like, there yeah. you go. Oh, okay. you know? Um, you know, they, they would always come to my shows and yeah. super proud of me, but it wasn't like, why aren't you putting my kid in the front? Yeah. yeah. So why, why doesn't he have all the parts? Like yeah. all that normal stuff you see every day and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but you know, it just so turned yeah. out that, um, you know, I started, I started to learn how to dance at yeah. 15, started training and then 
went to jazz and I learned jazz and then I learned ballet. Mm. And, you know, so I kind of became, you know, well-rounded in that area. Yeah. And um, the, my teacher, Damien, ended up leaving to mm. go um, be in a Toronto production of Rent and like, okay, we don't have a choreographer. So um, my director came up to me and said, well, guess what, Michael? We need a choreographer. <laughs> so I started choreographing along with two yeah. other people um, you know, at 17. Holy moly. So yeah, we were choreographing. And Did you feel pressure on you a lot? Or? It was shocking at first. Yeah. Like I kind of just like sat down and was like, why should I be able to do this? Yeah. You know? And then it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, can I do it? It yeah. was like, we have, somebody yeah. has you to, have do, to it. do it. Yeah. And I was one of the older boys mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, started choreographing even after two years of dancing, yeah. uh, started teaching like hip hop and oh wow, uh, commercial dance at like 17, 18. Um, and from there, um, just sort of, that kind of started my career mm-hmm. back up and, and working as a professional. Yeah. So like I, at that point I had a ballet teacher see me performing at a festival somewhere and she's like hey i'll give you free ballet classes if you come partner oh wow um partner the girls and learn how to do like ballet technique Mm -hmm. you know and then you'll be performing in all our shows so you know i i kind of veered away from um straight acting Mm -hmm. and just was like musical theater dance and that was like my focus um and then I would kind of dive back in and yeah. um, I went to some acting classes in town Andrew, in LA, right? in LA uh, Andrew McGarry in the mm. shop. Yeah. Um, I, I trained over there and what, stuff. What uh, kind of acting were you learning? Uh, Adler, Meisner, Strasberg. Uh, I always forget the names. I keep saying, <laughs> at least I know so three this time. I've, I've kind of been all over the place. I've yeah. studied all of those ones. Um, I I really actually really liked Andrew McGarrian's technique. Um, okay, what's his technique? So his was like very very simple. It was like you break down the script and you find the beats of each line, figure out the intention of each line, and it was very very just script based breakdown. Yeah, and less about developing the character, la di da motivations yeah. and backstories. Very much just like break down the script, figure out, you know, each moment. Yeah. And then you say that moment and then you, you react to what the other actors give you. End of story. Simple. Yeah. Um, And I thought that was very interesting because so many actors get stuck in the mud of like, you know, they can't just communicate, which is basically what acting is. Yeah. Me communicating an idea to you. Mm Mm-hmm. You receiving that idea, mm-hmm. acknowledging it, yep. and then communicating in response back to me. Gotcha. Easy. It's, it's, yeah. That's what communication is. We are talking, you see, it goes back mm-hmm, and forth. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can't do that, it doesn't matter how well yeah. prepared of an actor, <laughs> you know, how deep your character yeah, study yeah. is. Now, I love all that stuff, too, yeah. and I love writing my own character backstories. Yeah. And, and um, you know, to me, that, that's always something that's come innately. Like, I yeah. can just read through a script. And you can be like, tell me about this character. And I'll just be like, blah, 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 and I'll just make up, you know, what mm-hmm. I think, what I think his motivations are. That's always something that, come, that has been really easy. 
Yeah. Now being in Andrew's class then and being a not super confident 17, 18 year old yeah, yeah. Uh, person, I was very intimidated. They had tons of working actors mm-hmm. in that class. Um, uh, Westworld actors. Oh, um, I don't watch Westworld, but is the blonde that you're talking about? Uh, the, the girl, uh, the lead I, girl. I don't, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm sorry. How do, how do, you know, you know, obscure jazz artists from like 1988, but uh, Evan, Evan, um, I, Rachel Wood. Oh, okay. Rachel See, Wood. I, I knew yeah. it was her. I was just testing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, watch yeah. Westworld. It, okay. Season one is like. I, we have HBO, some, I think. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. Westworld is like some of the, that first season was just yeah. ridiculous. Like I've never seen anything so complicated yeah. and full of twists and so like just grabbing and so interesting, like sci-fi. If Western. I like what, if I like Game of Thrones, what I like Westworld, what you're saying, would you compare it to Game of Thrones in that nature? Because I hate, like, after so many characters, I've tried Game of Thrones three times now, and each time I got a little further, but I still can't get a, a season one, because I'm like, there's too many fucking characters for me to really care about, so it's should, the same. Should I just leave now? Like, I just feel like you do you feel this attacked? Has, this has destroyed our <laughs> friendship forever. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you get to like what you want to like. Yeah. You... Like 1988 jazz music. Hey, listen, I have over 365 called. movies. Obviously, I think we're going to find a connection somewhere between our, <laughs> my movie collection. <laughs> no, man. No, man. Uh, no, what I like about Westworld is not that many characters. I mean, it does get confusing. I think yeah. second season gets a little more complicated and crazy. All over. Uh, going back. Yeah. Uh, Andrew McGarrion, um, Evan Rachel Wood was yeah. there before she was super. Yeah, but before she was ever she was starting. To, she started yeah. to. She was like starting to work, and mm. uh, Johnny Lewis. There, he's actually passed away. Oh, but okay. he was. Um, that sounds Sons familiar. Of, Sans, Sons of Anarchy. Who okay. was on that show for a season. He passed away. Um, but I kind of grew up with him. Okay. Um. Yeah, there are a bunch of other. Um, people. so yeah. it, it, you know, uh, he's still there. I looked. I've looked him up. Still doing his thing. I was, and I should drop in in his class now. I'm, yeah. See, like, what's up? There's absolute zero percent chance that he remembers me. Like, you know, he also kind of was like a bit of a hard ass. So oh, you really? get up there and you sucked. It was like, oh, oh, I told boy. you what it was. Yeah, yeah. you're like, well, oh, I mean, man, that's like, that's good to know because at least like it helps you. I think that helps you, like, you know, obviously get better. Yeah, like if someone's not gonna, if someone's not sugarcoat it for you, that's not going to really help you as an actor to get better. It's going to be like, oh, I'm 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 good. Oh, I'm good at this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. There's there's many many things about teaching it's you know there's a lot of and, and i guess it's different for different people yeah yeah like well, yeah, that's um, true i mean i went to art school i mean i understand the whole art of critique hmm. like so i mean I mean, as an actor i mean you go to acting classes and get critiqued all the time so i mean yeah. there's an there's an art form to it i guess that's like the right there, there is and i feel like there's a lot of people that are really bad at yeah at critique Oh, I'm, I'm terrible at it. I like watching, hearing people critique me or like, you know, hearing other people, what they had to say. Cause I'm like, yeah, he said exactly how I would want to say it. Cause I'm like, I would not say it that way. Give me like five minutes just to explain myself to the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, yeah. So I feel like I absorbed like that style and what he was doing, but it never really connected yeah. for me. Like I never, I never really hit the stride yeah. and, you know, um, but you said that's your, like your favorite technique though, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but you didn't feel, you didn't, I, at that time, at I, the didn't, time? I didn't. I, there was a connection missing yeah. okay. for me as an artist. Gotcha. At I that feel time. like gotcha. you know, um, yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Like sometimes, you, as you get older, mm-hmm. you things 
become more clear. Let, and, let me ask you this too, like, cause you're talking about how you like, you like doing the character background and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. how do you blend that character background work with his technique? A script breakdown. I mean, it's just a basic script breakdown. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you can add that in, like how, how does, what is my mm-hmm. character's mannerism? Okay. What is his, you know, what is his history? What is his overall intention? Mm. You know, I, as you, oh. it, it just goes off randomly sometimes. That's oh. why I got this one on you. <laughs> so you can have this blank, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's weird. I don't understand why. Like, so, and then sometimes it just goes straight through. I don't know if it's the SD card or I need to figure out something, but whatever. Yeah. Come on, GoPro, get on it, man. You know what? I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, um, his, his thing to me is very much just um, a way to be comfortable communicating okay. as a character. Okay. More than that. And I'm sure, you know, you'll probably one day get him on this podcast and be like, that Michael Forge was full of shit. This is actually how, <laughs> you know. And hey, this it's is just your just, interpretation. It's not full of shit. It's just yeah. your, your view on how he taught it is just yeah. different than how he actually means it. Yeah. yeah. But again, you could be 100% right. Yeah. So you're and, not full of shit. And, and it was more, you know, it was also more about really understanding the words that yeah. you're saying too. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, he would encourage you if you are looking through the script and you don't know what a word means, how are you going to say that word without any, without knowing any meaning? There's no intention behind it because you're just yeah. saying a word. You have no idea what it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was always impactful too. like, know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's one element of research that is interesting too. Mm-hmm. If you're a, know you want to know what you're saying you have to research what what is that person you know so do you use it like synonyms instead of like that word that's like i don't really know what that means but if i have a synonym (laughs) i can use that one instead (laughs) no man you (laughs) get a dictionary and you look it up you're still looking at the synonyms for the word so you know what it is next time you'll be like well you know something so and so and then it's like i know the synonym of that word too so i can just use either or (laughs) <laughs> no, you're supposed to. All right, fine. <laughs> act the script as it's written if you want to make the writer happy. Well, so. then how do you then how do you actually improv then when actors improv with that shit? I mean, it drives writers crazy. So <laughs> but, if you, t- but you they t- call some of them call for it though. Sometimes no, and you know I love I love yeah. doing all that stuff. Like um, you know you yeah. get on set with me. I, I have <laughs> yeah. all we're, over the place. Yeah, we were talking about um and Brian and Alfred were on here. We were talking about the time you you made us all laugh, and I just had to walk away. <laughs> that was yeah, good. That was that was good. Call us all off all off guard. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had planned that from the beginning oh, okay. too, which You're was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just there was a um, there was a line in the script that yeah. started off at first. I was afraid, yeah. or sorry, at no, first, uh, uh, first they ignore you. First they ignore you. Yeah, and so I started off doing the line, and then I then I started doing yeah. I will survive yeah. and singing and dancing with my. My blades in my yes. hand because I was a serial killer. <laughs> and the sad part is like everybody was laughing so hard that yeah. like you couldn't it it wasn't like we could really put it in the bloopers because there was like the just sound all laughed. Yeah, and, everybody and was just it was, laughing. It was delirious time. too, because we're all like it's like what, two in the morning, I yeah. think, when it happened too. So we're all like in there kind of sweating and like <laughs> like no air conditioning and like it just tired. And I'm like, I think I worked that day some four to one. So I didn't get a break because I had to go straight to like wherever's house we had to go to. So I was like ultra tired. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it had its desired effect on my part. It did. Fun, you, broke you, up the you, crew. And, you, yeah, it was awesome. I'll never uh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I, yeah, I, I literally had planned that since day one. With so script. Much. Yeah. Like this. 
Awesome. And you got it. Like, you didn't even do it on, like, the first day or second day or, like, because we did the basement scene like, a few times. Yeah. So you, you got, uh, like, a day that no one... I was wait. I was waiting for the right time to yeah. do it too. That's a pretty good like, wait too. Yeah, because I would I would probably like ruin it and try to do it the first day. Uh, <laughs> like I was in your position. Yeah, I totally ruined the joke. Then I feel like, but, yeah. Uh, so, anywho, you go, you do this. You're in LA now, right? You're doing Let's this class. And then what happens? Um, dancing professionally, yeah. mm-hmm. teaching, um, and that was basically like my thing. Like yeah. I wasn't like super focused on acting. That wasn't mm-hmm. getting. Not wasn't really getting, I mean, I, I wanted to do it, but I, yeah. you know, like I said, there was kind of a disconnect. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had agents and I had yeah. managers, but it wasn't like, I wasn't that booking actor. I wasn't that one getting sent out. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, um, like, but you, I, go ahead. I was gonna say, were you more about like, eh, if this role seems interesting, I'll go to it. Not like I'm going to try, you're not trying to get to everything cause you're so busy with your other stuff. If you found something interesting you'd like, you'd probably do that, right? I, it wasn't even that. It was oh, like okay. I wasn't even getting the auditions. Oh. There wasn't. There was nothing for me. To, I would go to every audition yeah. I'd get, but it was like, uh, where is everything? You know, yeah. eighteen to twenty-four. What's going on? But you know, I just wasn't. I didn't have the right connections. I didn't have the right agent. I didn't have the right man. Mm. And to be honest, I just you know my acting chops weren't. Yeah, I wasn't ready for a, a yeah speech part. Um, having said that, <laughs> I did, um, you know, this kind of was like, uh, a precursor to me realizing that on the production side and the, yeah. the thing I, I randomly, I think there was SAG was on strike and there was commercial, mm-hmm. um, what year is this by the way? Two thousand one. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we've kind of I've been that 18 yeah. to 20 age in L.A. And there was a call that randomly came in. Oh, we're looking for male be, uh, boy band um, yeah. things. And I was like, oh, I, I know this. I teach yeah. boy band music dance yeah. all day to the school. <laughs> like I can. So I grabbed two of my other acting dance mm-hmm. friends and we literally put costumes and a routine together and yeah. went into the audition as a band. Oh, wow. And freaking booked this like crazy ass commercial. Oh, shit. Well, and they com- cast around us as for Mirinda. It was like a, oh, okay. a European soft drink. Gotcha. Um, so that was kind of like, wow. So the only way I've been successful is if I make something happen myself, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I just created, and that's where I've, I've always felt most comfortable. Mm. Like, creating my own thing yeah. and use that as a vehicle. Mm. Um, not to say I haven't been, yeah, I haven't worked with other people and booked other things. You've done that. You just, I've done that too. You find more success than, is that I what just you're saying? constantly find myself getting into management production on that side. Yeah. Not, not that I've ever felt like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me today, what do you want to do? I would say, I just want to, be in my acting trailer, yeah. learning my lines so that I could show up on set. And you want damn coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even drink coffee. So. You just want one to have one. Yeah, just have a coffee. <laughs> like just actual ridiculous demands like Van Halen and no, no brown no. M&Ms. I don't, even, I don't even care about a trailer. I just yeah. want a good project. Yeah. That's um, what everyone wants, I think. Yeah. That's what I care about. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like I said, I, yeah. I, I did that commercial, mm. whatever. Um, a few, a few other, like, yeah. there'd be some kind of 
small things go through film. I did um, a Lucky Jeans spec commercial. That one was cool. I did that on my... Did you get a free pair of jeans? 21st birthday. I I think they, they returned them. Oh. It was like, it wasn't an actual made by Lucky Jeans commercial. Oh, okay. It was a, a director making a spec commercial to show off oh, his gotcha. style. Yeah. So that he could then sell it. And I think he eventually did sell that oh, commercial. Nice. I don't know where it played, but I didn't. Anybody. And Lucky Brown and Lucky Brand <laughs> still probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It was. A, it was like a really cool commercial. I was really, and it was shot on my twenty first birthday. That's even cooler. Yeah. What was but that it, like? Um, I was actually annoyed because I had planned a big twenty first birthday where I had a uh, party where I had rented out like this um, big like uh, yeah. gymnasium area and had some bands playing and stuff, and I was late to my own freaking birthday. And I was like, <laughs> but, um, yeah. And in the meantime, yeah. during this whole time, I, you know, was doing musical theater. I think I was mm-hmm. also doing what I did. I did West Side Story probably like four times this period. Boy, I don't Tony, know what, Gina, I don't no, even know. No. no, no, I was, um, I always wanted to be action. I loved mm-hmm. action, but I, I was, I went on both sides. I was a jet and I've been right. a shark, which is hilarious. Is like white Jew guy yeah. being a shark, but they just need guys who can dance yeah. and sing. So. Um, dyed my hair black, um, <laughs> did a pompadour, yeah, yeah. got a tan. Whole nine. Yeah. And nice. just, uh, are you saying for the Spielberg West Side Story movie? Um, yeah, actually, uh, I'm, I think so. I mean, to be honest, I really, really like the original movie. So mm. I'm always scared when people redo like movies that are really good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's Why? already good in the first yeah. place. Like it still holds up. Why are we doing this again? Um, but that's just kind of the fate of the movies. Um, the industry yeah. is, oh, this worked, so let's do it again. You know, I understand because these cost a lot of money, like hundreds of millions of dollars. So you don't want to, lose. so you just find a formula that works and you yep. do it again. You do it again because you want to make, want to be profitable. Mm-hmm. And then they always change up every few years the formula a little bit, like, oh, but right now it's, it's comic book movies. And then like a few years it'll be like some westerns again or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. I hope it's, I hope it, I mean, it was kind of cool that they right, just like okay. made this really loud noise with my arm. I was like, <laughs> it's the table, man. They're, these chairs creak and shit. I mean, it's all good. Um, what was it? Oh, um, yeah. I've, you know, the, those musicals that have come, mm-hmm. come to fruition lately, yeah. you know, um, greatest showman, all that stuff. Like I really love, I would love, love, love to produce. Um, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not going to say you don't have to on say. this public podcast, but it is a, a movie musical based in Las Vegas. And, okay. Um, I, I, one day I would love to produce that in operation, like mm-hmm. some of the casinos here or something. So. Well, now that you said it on the podcast, and we hope it happens then. <laughs> yeah. That would so be now. Now you're amazing. hopefully it drives you to do it. This is the Genesis. <laughs> it was all on me and my <laughs> podcast. Thanks to me. <laughs> I chased that frame all the way. You are a frame chaser, my dude. You are a frame chaser. I really actually really like that name uh, frame chaser because I recently um, read this book called pitch anything. Which yeah. I highly, highly recommend mm-hmm. to anybody actors or anything. It, and all it talks about um, how to pitch something, yeah. but not pitch it to in an analytical way, but yeah. um, pitching things emotionally to people and what he calls frames. So, yeah. like how you establish 
the perception, how they perceive you. I'm making a mm. hand sign yeah. that you can't hear right well, now. Well, the only people that can see it are the people on YouTube yeah. when that yeah. comes out. The YouTubers can see it. Yeah. But anyway, I'm making a frame sign with my <laughs> hand, guys. Um, and, and that's the frame that yeah. you want people to perceive the info mm. that you're giving. So he, he often talks about frame control, like mm-hmm. how people are perceiving you yeah. at any moment, how to make them want to work with you. So, yeah. um, and it, you know, I thought that was really interesting, uh, book. And I think that any producer, any film director, you know, anytime you're talking about yeah. a project, you should have this, um, this under your belt, uh, pitch anything yeah. really good. Uh, Amazon, Amazon, you Sweet. can get it on Kindle. You can, get, I, oh, I, I got the hard copy. How much, what if I may ask? It was like 20 bucks. Not too bad for a hard copy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was 15. Yeah, it's still like, usually like what, like hardcover book is like 30 bucks, 40 bucks sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a pretty good deal. Pitch anything guys. Pitch anything. All right. Um, Totally look that up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully we got any, well, by the time this is out, any of you will pass. Hopefully I get it by the time podcast is out. (laughs) (laughs) It could be, could be, um, I forget where we were. It's fine. It happens on the podcast. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the show. (laughs) So, um, we're actually, you, you know, you got the boy band thing. Right, commercial, and then after lucky. the boy band thing, and oh, uh, sorry, in your twenty first birthday, you were just talking about how you worked on your twenty first birthday, and you were late to it, which is kind of funny. Yeah, you built character on your birthday at least, because you worked. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, I tend to work on all holidays, and you're like the post office. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Being in show business, yeah. you kind of get used to not being able to. You know, when there's work, you got to work. Yeah. So for the most holidays, I'm working. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times my birthday. Yeah, actually, actually, don't mind working on my birthday because you get to go in to work with your friends and yeah, you guys get to hang. And out. you get paid on your birthday too. Yeah, as well. Yeah, they're taking it off. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, kind of. Yeah. So the I would say the acting film stuff was just kind of on the periphery. Really, I yeah. was, you know, dancing professionally, mm-hmm. doing musical theater. Um, and that's, you know, where I made my money because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more demand for a male dancer, <laughs> musical theater person. Yeah, yeah. than there is for the thousands of male actors that look exactly like me. In Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, I've always been drawn to those character. Like even in dance, I mm. always wanted to be, you know, um, something that was character based yeah. and, and my dance training i big shout out to my dance teacher aaron holt mm. um she actually taught me a lot about character yeah um and you know how to not be so inhibited yeah yeah um through my dancing she was very very good at pulling the character and the emotion mm. you know emotion-based dancing that's still my favorite style of dance. what what is emotion-based dancing just, you know, and, and they know talk anything. about it constantly, yeah. like on, so you think you can dance and stuff like, what does everything want? Like at the end of the day, um, art is supposed to create an emotional impact Yes, and nothing creates a, a better emotional impact than a story that you follow. Mm-hmm. So if you have a story in the dance, even if it's a super simple story and often simple stories work the yeah. best, um, and you have a character, people are going to be so much more drawn to you than if you're just executing technical moves mm-hmm. to perfection and there's no intention, there's nothing behind the eyes, there's no passion, nothing. Yeah. You're just just doing that, then you know it, you get bored quickly. Yeah. Um, 
So let me see if I get this correct then. So basically when you're dancing and, and you have to do, obviously the technical is all about the technical and shit like that. But the, the emotional part of it is coming from the facial reactions and uh, how not the, well, the body. Cause I mean, is it the body still too, or is it more like the face then it's, it's everything, man. It's a feeling. Yeah. It's a feeling you. And I, I, I've taught a few um, acting for dancer mm. classes. I I'm talking to them about, Exactly that. What are yeah. people drawn to? It's the story inside the dance mm-hmm. that people will connect to. They won't remember that you did, you know, seven turns, but they'll remember how passionate you were about uh, you know, a specific moment. In dance. Okay. So it, you know, uh, sometimes you'll have dancers that are like you have to, you know, emote from your face, and so yeah. they'll give you this robotic, fixed stare, smile, and um, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can't really, yeah, like I said gasper on youtube yeah uh and even that you just that feels creepy um you need to find a way to put yourself mm-hmm. your personality in it's, it's like a thing it's just it's a it's yeah. learn how to perform okay yeah yeah um fortunately my dance teacher really taught me that was like what she emphasized um yeah so that I guess really did end up helping my act. Mm. And I highly, highly recommend any actors out there go take dance classes. Mm. Just do it. Yeah. Even if you suck, that doesn't matter. What matters is um, getting comfortable in your body. Yeah. Being able to control your body. Mm-hmm. I've, I feel like one of my strengths, if somebody can show me blocking for a scene mm. once yeah. and it can be super complicated. And because I'm used to learning yeah, yeah. blocking to music with, you know, um, and for extended periods of time, not yeah. just like 10 seconds, but like for two minutes straight, that's, it's so yeah. easy for me. Like, okay, you walk here, stop, turn, turn this way, mm-hmm. you know, all, all having that body control and that, yeah. that tool has, has been super useful. For me. And I feel like, Working with a director, mm-hmm. you know, they can see that I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, he can pick up blocking. Where sometimes you'll have to do like a million takes because a guy can't stop when he's supposed to stop. Or, you know, yeah. they're, they're looking the wrong way at the wrong time. Or, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, that's why I recommend you guys like actors go take go take some hip hop they were really fun go yeah. go take some hip hop classes it's so fun also it's nice to put the put on resume probably too nice little mm-hmm. padding thing yeah as well if they're coming in at that way as well too yeah no it's it's super useful man like i try to do as many things mm-hmm. artistic as you can cuz yeah. you never know when that's going to come up on screen or if somebody needs uh, and, certain and you might also be like amazing at it too then you know it so it so it could be like a natural thing to you, like to be a dancer as well. You know, I'm just thinking back to yeah. my comment when I was like, you get to touch girls. I was like, wow, that sounds so creepy now that I think about it. But um, I take it all back. You get to work with but you're, you're, feminine. Yeah, you were, I mean, you were 15 probably. People, hitting puberty, it's fine. Yeah. I was like, I've never even hardly talked to a girl. So the, the fact that I get to be around them, and, you know, flirt yeah. with them and, stuff that that was like that was yeah 
Um, anyway, now that we've cleared that up, I did not touch anybody inappropriately. <laughs> so yeah, let's hashtag so, me too much. Uh, past your 21st, right? Yeah. So you're just doing all that stuff. Still nothing. When do you move to Vegas then? So, um, I was, um, danced with this lady mm-hmm. for her Christmas show, the Nutcracker. And she putting on this other show called yeah. shag with a twist and it was a dance music mm-hmm. and um it was, she did it in la and um it was cool is this artist mm-hmm. um his name is josh agle aka shag and he does this 70s retro style of like kind of like anim- um not cartoon what's a what's a better way of saying cartoon graphic Graphic design? Uh, uh, anyway, well, it's, a cartoon, it's art, though. Man. And his, he's super yeah. popular. His art's worth a ton Pop of money. Art? Okay, I'm trying, I'm trying to help you. Out I here. know you're trying to help me. Uh, <laughs> they're basically cartoon stills, man. No, but just, it's cool. He, just, yeah. uh, and his, you know, his art's worth a lot of money. He has like yeah. galleries and stuff. She was a big fan and made a musical mm. about him and created these characters that are, you know. Yeah. So he basically, she took his style and, and with his help designed these crazy characters that had foam wigs and no, like, yeah. yeah, And did a whole murder mystery story. Oh. And they, they did a whole run in LA and he'd, uh, he'd inspector guy, whatever. He ended up leaving at the very end of the run. They needed somebody and I, you know, had worked with her and so I came in and I had, I had auditioned before and i didn't get a part and then they needed somebody yeah. and just like everything in this industry you know you network mm-hmm. enough and well you know and you have a working relationship that leads to more work yeah so don't burn bridges um and don't be a <laughs> jerk and then you'll get more work wow i rhymed um was that a haiku I, I was it? I don't know. I'm not really poetic. I'm, I don't know anything. I understand <laughs> something about a haiku and that it's or is like, that limericks five something something? Yeah, they don't rhyme. Haikus don't rhyme, but they um there's like a certain Yeah, order. Order that you or have to do. Cadence, it. I don't know. And I have no idea what that is. Well you rhymed. It was pretty impressive. Uh <laughs> Walt Whitman or whatever his name is. I don't No, that's the guy who made the cotton gin. Uh, wait, is it? <laughs> No, I I was trying to think of like a. I just I was gonna call you a Thoreau. There you go. Thoreau. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. Um, dance musical. Uh, I had worked with this person before. Mm-hmm. Had built a relationship. Yep. They had brought me on to do the close out the um the show in LA. Yeah. And um, so I did. And the show ended and that was cool. I was like, oh, that was a great opportunity. I loved it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just kept on dancing yeah. and doing, you know, whatever I, whatever it was I did yeah. to make money in LA as a starving artist. Um, and maybe six months later, mm-hmm. um, she calls me up. She's like, hey, I have this opportunity. I checked with the other guy and he do it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to offer it to you. We're going to take the show to Vegas. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm in LA. I'm trying to make this LA thing happen, which is strange. Like trying to be a technical, classically trained dancer in LA is not not a ton of, there's work, but there's not a ton, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like, 
Like New York would make more sense. I don't know, dude. I was young. What, I, I, I know. I'm, know. I'm saying. Any better? <laughs> I just kind of. The thing is, I I've always just kind of followed the path that was before me. Yeah. So like opportunities would just come, and I'd be like, "All right, I'll do that." Yeah. You know, I I've never been so like, I this has come later. Um, I want to do this, and I'm doing it. Yeah. It, it you know it, it always just seemed to be my career would something would come in my path and mm-hmm. I would just start doing that and it would yeah. lean to something else. And, you know, uh, at some point in between there, I did a cruise ship as a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it once. It was, it was fun. It was a good experience. And I never Before went Vegas, back. Right? Before Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I'm just randomly filling in my, it's okay. <laughs> performance. I was, making, I was very, making sure. I was making sure. Is a uh, very long <laughs> forming for 20 years. And, Anyway, um, and I'm sure I've forgotten like another thing. It's fine. Uh, point is, yeah, uh, I decided to move to Vegas. And but at first, it sounded like you weren't sure about yourself. About because you said you want to make the acting. Uh, well, the, I'm sorry, not the, act, the the dance thing work in L.A. So you sound like you sounded at first like you weren't sure for a second. Yeah, um, I was doing it, but it wasn't. I wasn't like mm. super successful. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, paycheck to paycheck, yeah. basically. Mm. Um, I had enough to, to mm. live, but yeah. I wasn't, you know, nothing was, you know, I teach dance. I wasn't yeah. like, I was always in some sort of yeah. show, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't spectacularly successful. Mm. Um, I, I, I was fine. Yeah. And, uh, but got an opportunity yeah. to move to LA. I got a break or yeah. Las Vegas. Um, I probably had like $200 in my bank account. Mm-hmm. And we drove there with no, no place to stay um, except for I had a friend of a friend who was like, oh, my mom lives out there and you can stay with her. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's fine. On the way up to um, the first day of rehearsal, we're driving at night and I was like, hey, um, you know, where did your mom live? Uh, call, call, call. Yeah. No answer. They never gave us the address. Oh, geez. We had nowhere to stay. And so I think my mom on the way up had given us like a hundred bucks on gas. Yeah. Um, I, I had, I moved to Vegas with my girlfriend at the time, yeah. by the way. That's why I keep saying. Me. Yeah. Um, and so we stayed at a motel six. You leave the light on. <laughs> I'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> and uh, we were supposed to start rehearsal at yeah. 9 a.m. the next day. Um, my best friend, Zach, mm-hmm. um, he, he was like, there's no way I'm letting you go move to a strange town without a place to stay. And yeah. he asked around and there was somebody at work had a sister mm-hmm. or something that had an extra bedroom and was like, you can stay with us until you figure something out. Yeah. Oh, wow. So very nice. One night at motel six. And, you know, fortunately I had a really good friend who yeah. came through for me and unlike that other person who, yeah, it's like totally bailed. That was so crazy too, because they literally just didn't answer my answer the phone. Yeah, it's like like just totally ghosted me. Like I feel like that was the first time in my life that I was ghosted yeah. before ghosted was a thing, <laughs> and I was just in shock. I and I saw this person years later, and they yeah. just like, hey, like pretend like it never happened. I was like, you know, you totally fucked me, right? Yeah, like, and you're the pretending fu- to be cool, like I don't know. 
whatever. Like, not even like, if, I mean, yeah, it's terrible not they didn't answer you, but even if they said something a week later and like apologized, but like still, like, just going years later and just going, hey, how's it going, pal? And like, the first thing you say is pal. I'm like, your buddy. I was just like, whatever, man. Yeah. But point is, I do have really good friends who do have my back. Who care? Yeah. Yeah. And had a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Showed up in Vegas. So nice. it was cool. Um, you what know, year was that? 2006. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of random stuff in LA mm-hmm. came to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And here's Vegas. So I was like, what the hell is this place? I'm going to be here for six months. Yeah. Easy. And then I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm going back to LA. I, we kept our apartment mm-hmm. that we had in Glendale. Um, we're paying rent there. Yeah. And, um, or we kept that for yeah. probably close to a year. Um, you just always thought just in case back, yeah, back six months, uh, go by doing the show. It wasn't super successful, but it was a good show. Yeah. It was fun. Um, the dance musical, I, I just didn't think it like fully translated to yeah. the Vegas scene. I think they had a misstep in understanding the Vegas entertainment industry. And but isn't most like, uh, musicals dance or, like mo- good percentage. So what I mean by dance musical is. Um, characters don't talk oh. and they don't sing. Okay. Just dancing. And there is singers kind of like singing mm-hmm. along with the music, yeah. but they're not the focus. The focus is on the dancers telling the story through dance. Gotcha. Okay. So it was really fun for me. Like I said, I like yeah. doing character stuff. Mm. Goes back to my acting and blah, blah. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, but it didn't last that long. Mm. Um, I could kind of tell when we had like, Oh, 25 people in the audience the show was gonna close and i was like ah yeah so just on a whim i was somewhere and i was like hey uh is there any auditions or any jobs yeah. around i feel like the show's gonna close and somebody's like actually yeah so um this show i'm in is auditioning mm-hmm. you should i can get you a private audition oh cool okay so like i said yeah networking <laughs> <laughs> and following the path that's just laid in front of you yeah um and so I went and auditioned, and that show was Jubilee. Okay. Um, the show that had been there since 1981, the famous mm-hmm. um, showgirl production show. And um, I went in, and the company assistant company manager looks at me. And she's like, ah, you're a little short. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, I'm... As tall as Yvonne, which was yeah. one of the guys that I knew in the show, yeah, which I wasn't like much taller than me, you know, whatever. Yeah. I wore big shoes, <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's like, Well, we need somebody, yeah. so and you can dance, so um, you want the job, yeah. And I was like, Uh, yeah, let me check because <laughs> I'm in this other show, yeah. And then I thought it over and I looked at what the possibilities of the show keeping going mm. it actually did keep going for another like three to four months. Oh wow. I, I was like, I made the decision to leave yeah. and that kind of cemented making Vegas my home. So what is Jubilee? I never actually went to that. So what is that show? It was, um, actually first, um, there's a famous, uh, producer, choreographer, director mm. called Don Arden. And he's the one that brought, French showgirls, along with this lady, Adam Bluebell, mm-hmm. um, the French style showgirl review shows to Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. those were the ones 
the risque topless Uh show, but very, very classy. Mm. So not, not strip shows, but they were topless dancers. Um, Is that, no, that's, that's fancy. I was thinking about the one with that are showing the butts. That's crazy girls. Oh, crazy girls. Sorry. Crazy girls. Um, yeah. So, uh, and he was known for just ridiculously tall sets Mm -hmm. and ridiculously tall, like showgirl hats. Oh. You when you think of like the um Bob Mackey. He's a very big costume designer. He did mm. Cher's costumes mm. back okay. in the day. It was that big mohawk yeah, yeah, yeah. feather thing, whatever. Um so he did that. He designed some of the costumes along with Pete Benefit. Okay. Like the those just over the top stripping in rhinestones. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, like show the ones you see on the strip. Like those girls that Oh my god, I hate you so much. <laughs> Those are not real showgirls. <laughs> I know they're not real showgirls. I'm and saying the, the costumes. I'm going off the costumes. I'm going yes, off the ladies. But even better than those. Yeah. Those are pretty much like not even rhinestone. But okay. Much respect to you girls out there that are doing that because it's a job that yeah. you make good money. But yeah. um, they are. They're not dancers, and they yeah. don't. They don't. I was um, asking because of the costumes. That's what. Yeah. I'm connecting with those right? showgirl costumes. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get all like fired up about it. But it's <laughs> okay. Just a, it's a sticky point in the showgirl community. <laughs> Literally, yeah, yeah. you know, just posing for pictures. Not, there's no, there's nothing. Not, that, it's not really a show girl. Yeah. They're not in a show. They're just yeah. dressed like. So what was it like working on that Jubilee uh, stage show? Like, I mean, was this like one of your first biggest stage shows to be working on? I mean, I know you did a lot in LA. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I mean, I performed for bigger audiences in LA. For yeah. Some stuff. Did a. Christmas show at the Crystal Cathedral in Orange mm-hmm. County, which would have like five thousand. Oh wow! Um, live animals and oh, just mm-hmm. insane. Um, that, and that actually was my first like paying professional job. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Uh, but as far as like the production value, mm-hmm. Jubilee had a um, giant bull um, for the Samson and Delilah scene that would literally break apart. And all down and sank the Titanic nightly. So like Holy the production shit. value was insane. And the crazy part is they were using technology from 1976 to do it. Like all of the elevators and everything were like these old yeah. computers that had like giant fuses made of glass that you had to change. And, oh. uh, you know, this technology that just had been outdated, but the show had been going for 81 years. Cause it, you know, it was yeah. just, this icon of a show last big showgirl show. Yeah. yeah. You know, it finally closed in 2016. I think. Well, shit, I'm very upset that I didn't get to see that. Yeah. It was pretty epic. Um, yeah. So I ended up staying at Jubilee for seven and a half years. And, um, once again, moving into like what I was talking about, the management production side, I ended up being uh, a dance captain on the show. What's a dance captain do? So dance captain is in charge of making sure choreography is clean and everybody understands the choreography and the blocking where they're supposed to be on stage um, for the dance numbers Mm -hmm. and making sure that all the the role. So they have these things called swings and that's when somebody isn't in the show, like they have the day off or they're sick or whatever, they have somebody who swings into their spot. Okay. So um, making sure that the swings know what they're doing and which part they're doing and all of that mm-hmm. so it kind of files down you have like the company manager mm-hmm. tells the dance captain dance captain tell the dancers and same thing with the singer and 
Gotcha. And they're in charge of making sure the choreography is everybody's doing the choreography as it's supposed to. So uh, just to also understand the dance captain thing too, is it's so less like you're not in the, like if you're all practicing, right. You're not really in the practice group. You're kind of watching from the distance or are you practicing too? And have to, so it works differently for yeah. different shows. Oh, okay. Um, sometimes the dance captain has so much power. They like they the casting yeah. and they run all the rehearsals yeah. and everything. Sometimes um, the dance captain, they'll have like the uh, a resident choreographer who yeah. runs all the rehearsals, does the cleaning and the dance captain, they will give the dance captain notes to give the dancers. Gotcha. So it just depends on okay. how things are run and how big the production is how they happen to do things. So. Uh, do, uh, Jubilee, how did it, the dance captain, was there an on-set choreographer then too or something? Or No, the company manager actually was the one that was, um, the so the dance captains were in charge of teaching choreography. Okay. But as far as like giving notes and cleaning, most of the time it was like, it would come down from the company managers Copy. down to the dance captain. Okay. And um, yeah, that's always an interesting um Middle management kids is yeah. never fun. <laughs> you get to deal with the yeah. crap that goes on above you and the crap that goes on below you. So I think you that's know, called trickle I, down <laughs> economics. <laughs> yeah, trickle down. It's 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 hard. It's hard to be in the middle. Um, yeah, takes I, in my opinion to do it well it takes a special type of person who mm-hmm. just doesn't you know freak out and um, and handle misemotions yeah. from people and just calmly go about what's supposed to get done Mm -hmm. um don't yeah there's not a lot of those people around so no no it's very tough to find those those people there's a reason why a lot of people like dislike their dance captains (laughs) because first of all people don't like being told that they're wrong that's true and told what to do and like we were talking about earlier there's a way there's an art to critiquing people and an art to giving notes so um yeah i've somehow uh, um so many productions i don't know it just so happens mm-hmm. that that's a role that gets put upon me. Yeah. Um, you know, I was also, uh, I wasn't a dance captain. They call it a dance coach. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Something. Same, same, same thing with Shag with a twist, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, it just always seems to be somewhere in. There. So mm-hmm. Jubilee seven and a half years. Yeah. Um, and this is where I kind of start getting back into the, um, Realm of acting. Okay. I was about to ask that next, Hardly. actually. <laughs> Roundabout ways of things. Um, hey, man, I like the story. It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, being in Vegas yeah. and seeing shows, um, I went to La Rev and I went to O and I saw these clowns. Yeah. And I was like, that yeah. had an impact on me. I finally saw O, by the way. Did you? Yeah, my uh, girlfriend, she got me tickets, I think, for my birthday. Where'd so you sit? We sat, um, well, when you come in, uh, just b- below that, uh, two rows b- below that. Okay, were you in the balcony or in the? Just in the front. The orchestra? Or- orchestra, I guess, okay. yeah. Yeah, so just Okay, there. good. Yeah. Yeah, I've, sat, I've seen that show from the balcony probably about like six or seven times. Oh, really? Don't get me wrong. Uh, o is an icon. Yeah. It's like the most profitable show show business yeah of all time i i love that show you know it's funny i saw i saw um i saw what's the beatles one love yeah i fell asleep at that one and i was in the front row oh man 
I was. That's I, so funny because you're into music, right? Yeah, I li- but I like the Beatles too, and I thought I would like it. Alfredo got me like free tickets, and we went. And you know, I don't know either. I must have been tired or something shit like that. But I was in the front row, and I'm trying to watch it, but I'm just falling asleep. And I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, these performers are looking at me. I can just tell. I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. They. Oh man, there's no much more stank eye that you'll get if you're falling asleep in yeah. the front row. I'll tell oh, you, man. From my experience, everybody like that person's asleep. Like two things: yeah. don't fall asleep. In front row, yeah, yeah. and don't pull out your lunch and start eating in the. Well, in I wouldn't pull out the lunch. <laughs> no, but that's happened. Done that. Like people just pull out their lunch and well, start eating lunch. Just this fucking shows, man. <laughs> this isn't a dinner show, bro. Like, get <laughs> out of here. Holy fuck! Yeah. Um. So, oh, yeah, uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, great, great show. Yeah. Um. However, for me personally, uh, I've sat in the balcony and. Yeah. I, I found this out about myself. Like I don't connect to a show unless I'm um, sitting close enough to, I don't know. There's some kind of spatial mm-hmm. relativity there that if I'm way up. Like I just yeah. don't enjoy a show. So, and I'll tell you, I, I've fallen asleep a bunch of times Oh wow! <laughs> or really tired watching O up in the, up in the balcony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, but having said that, um, I have a really good friend, uh, shout out Benedict. Bro. Actually, that's funny because he was a, uh, he was the main person that day. It was him. I saw yeah. him. So I was like, "Oh shit, it's Benedict!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which one? The is he the clown or was he the conductor guy? I guess the conductor dude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's his regular role. Mm-hmm. Um, he does both. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. So he uh, he got me tickets uh, like fifth row. Oh wow! And like it was just a complete completely different show yeah like completely different yeah. i don't know what it is i guess i just i like it may be the sound it may be mm-hmm. like the proximity of the performers but for me to emotionally connect and i've i know this about myself now so i never if i'm gonna go see a theatrical show mm-hmm. i'm like i have to i'm gonna pay up yeah, yeah. just i have to like isn't i don't i'm not talking about fifth row i'm talking yeah, about just you know close mid, enough to where you're back orchestra yeah. where i'm not like squinting yeah. to, to get a feel for um what's going on so yeah um i recently went and saw um that bob fossey oh, all that jazz okay. um, <laughs> i don't know i'm so bad what is wrong with me uh, I, i'll think about it anyway yeah. i happened to sit in the front row and yeah. it, like you know, seeing a broadway show my friend uh, Jessica was in it mm. and um and it was really really cool like yeah. getting that where were we oh yeah so we're talking, about, we're talking about oh a little bit then that's oh. the end but also just to finish the O thing yeah. I think what I find interesting about it it wasn't just the story but the technicality the technical aspects of how they pull that show off because that just blows my mind I'm like how do, I'm like where do they go under the water to get to the next spot I'm like asking all these questions and shit I'm like trying to figure it out I think there's a I think there's a movie or documentary on it that I really want to find and watch. Did you know Benedict when you saw it? No, I met him through you. Yeah. So you saw it. I saw it before you met him. No, after I met him. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you should have contacted him. You would have given you a tour. See, I didn't, I didn't know. First of all, my, uh, my girlfriend was giving me tickets for my birthday. Cause I was like, Oh, and then I'm like, Oh yeah. Benedict's in the show. I'm like, Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You should, but he would have totally given you a backstage tour and everything. I might have to ask him. I mean, yeah, you should do it anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Um, clowns. Clowns. 
saw clowns at Larev. Yeah. I know, sadly, they don't have clowns at Larev anymore. But I saw this and this just had an impact on mm. me. Like, wow, yeah. I am drawn to this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Probably for the first time in my life. Not really, but yeah. it's like when I started to be like, this is something I want to do, and I started doing it. So it answers my que- my second question to you then. Yeah. Technically, I mean, it, in a sense, in a roundabout way, it your second life, your phoenix rising, yeah. <laughs> was through the Rev and O. And the clowns there, and yeah. Mystere, Mystere. Mystere, Mystere. Mystere, I love that clown. Is that still in the, is that still, is Mystere still uh, around? Yeah, it'll Which one am I thinking that just one. closed? Didn't like zoology, zoomanity or some kind of zoomanity. Zoomanity's still there. Didn't, didn't a Cirque show like close within like last two or three years or something like that? Or I'm just. Or I'm, yeah. Um, the Elvis closed. Mm-hmm. There was oh. another one yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was at the Aria. Yeah. It's kind of. Yeah. I called. Well, you're bad with shows, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. You wouldn't know. Yeah, I just, I'm already screwed. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm sure there's like the people listening to it like, he's getting it all wrong. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's hard, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of pressure. It's remember it's, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I put a lot of pressure on these people. I was asking questions off the top of my dome. No, no <laughs> questions written before. <laughs> um, yeah. So Sock Clowns, I was like, I want to yeah. get into this. How do I get into this? I don't know. Um, I somehow, I think I took, there was like an improv class that I happened to take. Mm-hmm. And um, it, second city and there was a somebody i got on some email thing that benedict negro yeah was teaching mime and he cirque du soleil and i was like oh shit Ding. hello i i need to figure out how to get into this world yeah um so i just started taking his class and i was like you know he was like he did it once and i was pretty much the only one that was like really into it yeah, yeah. it was just a bunch of other improvers they like took it once and like okay bye yeah um and we just sort of like bonded over yeah, yeah. like doing mime and stuff. And that was something that came naturally to me mm-hmm. um, because of the dance and the theatrical yeah. stuff. So, you know, it was like, uh, I, there's definitely a lot of technique and stuff. Yeah. And um, I think it's I, phenomenal. The mime stuff, watching him do it. Yeah. I'm actually a lot better directing it now than I yeah. am doing it, but I have a very good grasp of, of terminology yeah. that and the technique and stuff so it, it's funny because when you came to the uh what when the first time i did it with him um and you came right and you were kind of directing a little bit yeah i thought you guys were in the same class and that's how you guys knew each other like yeah. prior to, i didn't know he taught you yeah he's which, my teacher yeah <laughs> i didn't know that because I, I i guess i didn't put two and two together i didn't hear you say anything about like that because i just figured that you guys knew each other you, you know because i know you take classes and do other things yeah. like that nature so i thought you guys just met on like through, through that yeah. and like you guys were just doing mime stuff and you're like so like when you were directing, I was like, oh, okay, okay that's cool. So shit, <laughs> I, you blew my mind. Yeah. Um, like I said, better better at directing than actually doing. I mean, I, my technique is, is okay. Like, yeah. I, you know, I can do stuff. Um, and he actually teaches, um, he does like, not a teaching thing. Yeah. Well, sort of he teaches, he runs a group every Thursday morning. Um, totally free. Yeah. And anybody can show up and uh, just train mm. mime with, yeah. uh, you know, uh, world-class mime. So yeah. you know, that's cool. Whoever's listening to this that wants to expand their horizons as actors and, and 
whatever whatever performance artist you are yeah. go go check it out i think he has an instagram called mime in the park so um shout out to benedict negro yeah Again, my, my man <laughs> you're my man oh yeah your man yeah. you didn't even explain no, my my man i'm a man my man my man I say my oh man. That's, that's I feel wrong. like I should just leave right now. <laughs> it's like... Bad puns. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and uh, what John, I guess, didn't explain is uh, he worked on a project with Benedict yeah. where he uh, films been uh, doing some really cool mime stuff mm-hmm. with like green screen so yeah, they yeah. can add background. And it was actually really cool. I think, I don't know what Benedict's going to do with it, but I think you should submit think, it to a short film festival. I think he just stuff. put it into like Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. And then because we did another round of that stuff too, I think a month later, which yeah. is fun too. We oh, did yeah. it again. So I was like, all right, whatever. I think he needs to, I think he really should take that and, you know, put it on, yeah. put it on the festival. I mean, just something. Spend I mean, a couple hundred bucks. Well, it's really cool. I mean, uh, also like it, I love Charlie Chaplin movies. So yeah. it just has this like really he has an interesting like Charlie Chaplin and like Buster Keaton style to him. I feel like, yeah. And I'm like, this is great. I'm like, he should make a movie. <laughs> he should do a short or something like that. Make like, you know, like black and white shorts kind of in the style of a Chaplin or some shit. Cause I'm like, just watching the mime stuff. I'm like, this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's an amazing artist, man. Yeah. He's so creative, like very le- out of left field. Like the way I love the way his brain works. It's yeah. like, it's amazing. Actually, I I love working as like directing him yeah. and stuff too because it's just so interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah. So uh, start working with Benedict. Yep. Benedict introduced me to some uh, a clown coach for Cirque du Soleil named Stefan Hayes, and um, and I was so like into this because mm-hmm. like I I want to learn how to do this. Meanwhile, <laughs> this is actually really funny. Before I had met Stefan mm-hmm. and in between working with Benedict, there was a clown audition for Larev. Oh. And I was like, I'm going to this. Yeah. I have acting experience. Uh, you know, I can, I can do this. Yeah. So I made up what I thought was a clown routine. Yeah. Which is more like a dance routine or whatever. And I did like a, 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 a little bit before it yeah. and stuff. And I went in and the, the, the casting director and the director artistic director yeah they love me and they were like this is this is great um <laughs> and so i made it i made it through i made yeah. a call back and um i started working with the actual clowns that were in there and these are guys who went to like clown yeah. college and see you yeah like <laughs> clown university they're like big yeah. big in the clown like they worked for cirque and yeah um really really talented guys and i come in there and they're just kind of like the fuck is this guy what is he doing mm-hmm. um and so that was interesting somehow still um made it yeah all the way through down to between me and one other guy for loretta wow that's pretty impressive zero zero clown training yeah at all just you know, acting and dancing and uh you know i ended up not getting it that yeah. time uh so having done that, whatever, um, was, and then later on they ended up calling me and offering me a swing position and I turned it down. Why? I, it's probably one of my biggest, like what the fuck moments yeah. when I think back and it all, it, it's, you know, it's just one of those things where sometimes you cave into your, um, securities yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I had been in Jubilee for like five or five years. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was full time. I had a uh, 401k and yeah. benefits and stuff. And it would have been like going out for being an on-call swing mm. clown for the rev with no benefits, mm-hmm. no certainty that yeah, I'll yeah. even work. Like, so not even, I'd, I had yeah. no idea what would have happened. Well, true. And also, too, you said, like, LaRev doesn't even have clowns anymore. So in re- reality, even though it, you question yourself not doing it, it's a smart move on, in, the end, in the end game. Yeah. I, I mean, whatever. It, it, it all turned out fine. I'm super happy with how my life, oh, I ended up meeting my wife yeah. in the show. And, How'd you meet your wife? Um, she was in, in Jubilee. With okay. Me. She came in on a new cast. Had a connection and kind of there. So. Easy peasy. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, it was cool. Um, you know, I still would have liked to have been, you know, done the role that inspired me to yeah. you know, get back into this facet of life. Mm. But um, so fast forward to that. Yeah. Still very interested in the clown stuff. Mm. Stephen Hayes, clown yep. coach of Cirque du Soleil, yep. casting director for Cirque du Soleil. Did these clown and all of the clowns in the city, like the best clowns, oh, were wow. taking this class. Like everybody, freaking hilarious. From uh, from Bobo to uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, and okay, so guys, um, what is a circus style clown? Um, they're not a birthday party clown. They're not going around handing out balloons with oh. the nose. It's completely different, man. It's um, it's physical comedy. Yeah, it's um. It's more about getting rid of your inhibitions mm-hmm. and having a connection with the audience yeah. and responding to that and, and creating comedy through obstacles mm-hmm. and, um, and, and being vulnerable. Vaudevillian performances in a sense too, right? Yeah, exactly. That's where all, I mean, much most of the stuff, yeah. everything you see on the circus and the variety acts has all been done yeah. from the vaudeville era. Like everything originated from there. Yeah. So, um, and to me, uh, so go to this clown mm. class workshop, every funny clown yeah. that's there is there. Like every, it's amazing. Yeah. And it was simultaneously the most thrilling, exciting, most fun experience of my life. Maybe, maybe not of my life, but of, of yeah, yeah. my you know, moment and also terrifying because I had no idea what I was doing yeah, yeah. and you get into these new things and you just freeze up. Yeah. And I was terrible. <laughs> and, uh, Stefan, Stefan can be pretty hard. Stefan yeah. Hayes, um, as a teacher, it's kind of, kind of mellowed out since, since then. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, dude, like you know, people would yeah. people start crying and shit in the class and stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, it's one of those pass or fail things. Like yeah, yeah. you're a singer, um, sing a song. You can sing around if you forget yeah. the words or, or whatever. There's you have ways the, you know, around audience, things. audience sing it for you too. Yeah. Um, performing. You know, uh, dancer. Yeah. They don't necessarily know you're doing the wrong step, or yeah. it's easy to get right back on it. And yeah. it's very, it's more forgiving. Uh, comedy. <laughs> Pass or fail, man. Are you funny? You win. <laughs> Are you not funny? You don't win. You fail, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can be so bad at being funny that you just are funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's the um, there's a there's an interesting um, 
thing about sometimes starting off new clowns. Yeah. They're so clueless that they're hilarious. They're yeah. like, you know, there's that special time that you're like the class idiot. And yeah. it's like, you know, so little that, yeah. that everything's funny. Cause you just don't. And it's so real. You don't know what's going on. Um, you know, that doesn't work for everybody, but for yeah. some people that's just like, and you want to hold on to that. Yeah. Cause as soon as you start learning like the technique and stuff, and then that kind of goes away and you, you know, mm-hmm. then you got to find something else that works. Uh, yeah. So something about that, you know, kind of changed me as a performer mm-hmm. taking those classes. Um, it really, it was so hard that it, it made me not afraid yeah. of anything else. Cause I would just go up there mm-hmm. and suck. <laughs> like yeah. I would go and fail and there's no worse feeling than going up on stage mm-hmm. where you're supposed to, you know, do something yeah. and everybody just stares at you and the teacher's just like, Nope, yeah. sorry, get off stage, you know? Yeah. And, um, I've always been a pretty tenacious person, you know, wanting to, I, I just keep going. Yeah. And so I was like, this is something I want to do. And I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, you know, it got, things got better. Yeah. But when, when did it click for you then? Like, would you say like the third class, fifth class, 20th <laughs> class? I, I, I'm not even cognizant of it. Okay. Um, all I know. It just happened. Is I, went into an audition mm. and they handed me a script and I went and I read through the lines and I, and I knew what to do. Mm. Um, and I wasn't scared mm. and I just, I went into the audition and it was like, I I'm being told what to do. I don't have to, it doesn't yeah. have to come from me. Like I can, yeah. I'm um, have instruction, a set of yeah. instructions right here. I've already humiliated myself completely mm. multiple yeah. times in front of people, something, something connected and, you know, my training at the shop and, yeah. and with other acting teachers and stuff, I was then able to use that at yeah. an audition. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm booking. Yeah. And, um, I ended up leaving Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and you took that, you took a jump cause you left Jubilee or what? No, I actually, my contract wasn't renewed. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know what would happen if Jubilee was still open. I might yeah. still be there, but my yeah. contract wasn't renewed. And I was just kind of in this place of like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing now. Cause yeah. let's see. And things I just, I randomly auditioned. Sure. I can't, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I think I, I was still in it. I randomly auditioned for a short film. Yeah. That was like a, it was a really cool concept. It was like if Peter Pan was a bad guy. Oh, okay. And Catherine and, and Captain Hook was a good person. Yeah. And so it was kind of set in modern times, sort of. Didn't they do that with, um, what's that one show? Uh, that was on, um, the Jennifer, what her face from, from house? Uh, it was that fairy tale show. On ABC, Once Upon a Time. Yeah, wasn't didn't they do that Once Upon a Time? Probably. Okay. Um, <laughs> my my wife watches that show, so she could probably like it was episode three in series season series two oh. about 
15 minutes in. That's pretty impressive, actually. Probably not that much detail, but she can, she yeah. has a really good memory. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's good. I just be like, what was that thing with the name and the person that yeah. who's and what's? And she's like, you mean Tyler Perry? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. She's good. Uh, so Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah. yeah. So uh, randomly saw, and this is super weird too. Yeah. I, you know, how I got back into the film stuff. Mm-hmm. There was an audition on Vegas auditions for mm-hmm. this film. Like I never put it on there and that's where I saw it. I wasn't connected in any yeah. other way. I just happened to see it on there and I was like, I'm going to go to that. That, yeah. that sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm into that. I like playing bad guys or whatever. Yeah. Went in, um, ended up, uh, booking the Peter Pan role mm-hmm. and You're Peter Pan. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. And that kind of like, and I started, I met, um, uh, Adrian, mm-hmm. um, and, um, Paula, also actors in town. Mm-hmm. Shout out to those kids. They're my good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like my first foray back into the film yeah. scene. And I was being like, Hey, I like this, man. Yeah. How do I get, how do I do more stuff? Is there more of a scene? And, mm-hmm. and they kind of like, well, yeah, you should check out Nevada film group. Yeah. Las Vegas actors yeah. and, and all these groups. And so somehow it was just like this stars aligned mm-hmm. thing. I got into these Facebook groups and I was like, I like this acting yeah. stuff. In the meantime, I'm trying to doing like random gigs around town mm-hmm. and stuff. And, uh, an audition came up. Um, and this, what year is this by the way? Just keep it on a year timetable. Yeah. 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 So I've been in uh, Jubilee for seven years yeah. and doing all those clown training stuff from 2007 to like 2010. Okay. Yeah. And, um, in between like doing those clown trainings, we started our own show called, um, 1230, the 1230 <laughs> show. And it actually got a lot of press. It was like all the clowns in shows, um, would come after their shows got off and put on a show mm-hmm. at, uh, 1230. Yeah. And, um, like really successful, like sold out shows. Oh, wow. and it was, it was cool. It was a really cool experience. Was it like a variety show? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. it was like mostly like clowns. They're, they're they're still trying to they're doing a clowns at midnight show this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So there's still stuff like that going on. But that was like one of the first things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that was great. I was, you know, it was wildly successful, and I was a, a part of it. Yeah. So you know, like I said, I did progress from that. Yeah. total failure moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said it clicked to you on that one uh, audition. So I guess everything yeah. came together. The the, things, the cake was made. Things started clicking for me. Yeah. I, I got, I don't know, I guess I got out of my head. I got like less fearful of mm. what if I fail? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a big, that's a big uh, problem with a lot of people in general, just saying like headspace, everyone has, it's like, in their own headspace and it's tough sometimes to get out of your headspace, but you gotta fucking just do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I've since moved away from that, like, mm. You know, everybody gets insecure about yeah, their yeah. acting performance and mm-hmm. their art, and of course, but I've just stopped letting that hamper me. Yeah. And especially when I get into a yeah, I'm working on a project and stuff, like, there's no longer that roadblock of something holding me back. Mm-hmm. I, I may still be bad. Like, I still see performances and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like yeah. But at least... I'm giving my all and I'm not, it's not some inhibition holding mm-hmm. back. It's just that I happen to be bad. Yeah. Um, off day. Off day. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Sometimes yeah. the script isn't right or the director's not mm-hmm. directing you good or you just make a bad choice or whatever. But 
Um, yeah, so film, da, 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 uh, left show, gigging around town, clown stuff. Then saw, like through those Facebook groups, yeah. um, saw a big advertisement for um, this feature film. Is that um, a 40, uh, the Mahal one? Uh, not 40 girls. They already did that. Okay. Um, this was their second feature that gotcha. they did. They filmed that one not in Vegas, I think. Um, or maybe they did. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but last day of school. Oh, that's what I yeah. am. Um, and I saw this. They sent out the, the audition sides like mm-hmm. a couple weeks ahead. And I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. I can. Oh, dang, I totally forgot. <laughs> so I um doing the clown stuff and whatever. Yeah. And there was another guy in town. Um, I did get back into my theater side too. Um, he, uh, remember things was, now. Yeah, That's how it happens. That's how it happens on the show. Uh, there was a guy who put on, like put on some plays and stuff uh, yeah. in his spare time at, uh, at Jubilee. He was like a stage stagehand, mm-hmm. but he wanted his own theater company. I would talk to him all the time. Like, Oh, I used yeah. to act. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and you know, I was like, you know what? If you want a good actor, you should put me in your play. <laughs> Very he, cocky. He liked that because he was doing Picasso at La, P- La Gile, oh. um, which is a very, it's a Steve yeah. Martin comedy oh, okay. about the night that uh, Picasso and Einstein meet oh. and like, kind of like war of the minds. Interesting. Yeah. Very funny. Um, and he cast me in that. Uh, Were you Einstein or Picasso? Yes. Picasso. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, very um, flamboyant and uh, um, yeah. ec- uh, eccentric artist, just yeah. like. Is this a Cubism period of Picasso? A blue period? <laughs> blue period. There's lots of, there's all kinds of jokes like yeah. that. So, um, that was fun. It was really yeah. fun uh, kind of doing that. So, yeah, that was kind of like starting to dip my throat back in. Toe, yeah. my toe. Well, I don't know what a toe is. That's a toe, but it's thrown, <laughs> thrown a thrown toe into the the, the acting yeah. thing, and then, uh, and then he's like, all right. and I was like, okay, so what are you doing next? And he's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And, yeah. I, and I was like, well, my friend wrote a play, yeah, and, and I want to direct it, yeah. And so we produced a original play. Oh, nice. Um, it's called a, called the last honeymoon, maybe. Oh, okay. God, Zach's going to kill me. Well, Sorry, Zach. Uh, he wrote it. Uh, I directed it. And that, is, that, that was, is, that, is Zach, uh, Zach's the friend that told, um, got you the place? In, yeah, but, yeah. When did Zach, did Zach move out here already? Or is, was no, Zach-, Zach still lives in L.A. Okay. Um, we're, we're really close friends. We actually danced together in mm-hmm. the 90s. Okay. And, but he was also an actor in mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, pursuing, he was mostly, he, he would dance when there was jobs, but yeah. his main thing was acting. yeah. Um, and he got married and had a couple of kids. Mm. He's kind of away from that performance yeah. side of it. And he still does some stuff, yeah. but he, you know, to fuel his creative, um, impulses, he started, he would write. Gotcha. So he wrote a couple of things, wrote this play and I read it and I was like, man, you're actually a really good writer. Like, yeah. this is awesome. And so I just randomly put it on and that was kind of like the start of our partnership. Nice. Um, and once again, I just decided that I could do something yeah. 
and I started and I did it. Yeah. And you um, directed it. And I directed it. Yeah. We cast it and produced it and directed yeah. it and we did a run. Was and it tough it got, for you to direct? Was it a, was it a challenge? What was the challenges of that? Was there? I think all of my experience as a dance teacher and as a choreographer mm-hmm. and music theater and stuff, yeah. like it was just to me like a natural adaptation. Gotcha. So I feel like I've gotten even better as a director since then. Mm. But um, and being on the other side of the table as yeah. a, as a performer myself, I could very easily relate to the actor and get across the points mm. that I want to get done and not alienate them or piss them off. Gotcha. Um, the show, my very first show that I directed, got um, uh, recognized by the Valley Theater Awards. It got awesome. Got uh, Valley recommended. So um, they're doing something right. Yeah, and of course I can't remember the freaking name of the play other than it was like last honeymoon something the honeymoon is over you were close you had the honeymoon right i know the honeymoon is i was like the last honeymoon save the honeymoon the honeymoon is the over. honeymoon is over yeah it's a really good play all right and um i don't know if you'll ever be able to see it but it was uh it was cool hey was one cool day you'll make a movie of it yeah possible hey possible we have like five other ideas that we want to make first yeah oh work on those first then then come back to that one yeah, maybe if another five don't show up. It's, yeah. Hey, it's on the podcast. Now you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It's an audio text. <laughs> Let's go with that. All right. Possible. Uh, where was I? So. Getting back to the film thing. You Getting back to the film thing. Yep. Had to, gotten into the theater yep. scene. And you're about randomly. to do the Mahal's thing. You were talking about the sides. Yeah. So I was going to audition for this last day of school. Yeah. And I uh, had the sides. And man, I don't think I've ever prepared for an audition more than this thing. Literally, yeah. I had it all broken down. Mm-hmm. You know, I had so much time to prepare, so it was crazy. Like yeah. I had it, I had this in my body. It was cool. So um, when I walked in there, um, I went and I auditioned, and uh, there, it wasn't the Michael Mahon Sunny mm-hmm. at the time. It, there was they were running two auditions. Yeah. So it was um, Matt Christie and I, mm-hmm. and they were like. Oh man, you, this is an instant callback. You need to do the same thing again. Yeah. So that to me has always been hard, like consistency, like yeah. I'll come in and do a thing and then, you know, they ask me to do it the exact same thing again. Yeah. And, you know, inevitably something like yeah. those, you know, I always be like, God dang it. I didn't like that as good as yeah. much, blah, blah, blah. But like I said, I had never prepared for something more than this one. <laughs> And um, so I went in there and did the same thing yeah. again, and they were just like, "That was the best audition of uh, of that we've seen." Yeah. And uh, they had done something where like, like whoever had the best audition wins a prize or something. I don't oh, know. It was oh. like, it was so it's random, weird. but yeah. cool. Hey, man, the Mahals they can do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> and very successful. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so that was cool. They were like, that was great. And I was like, okay, cool. Doesn't mean I'm going to get a, get in, you know, yeah. there's so many mitigating factors when it comes to auditions. Who yeah. knows if I'll get a part. So then they were like, hey, man, so oh, you had the best audition, but, you know, you have that, that part the audition for was already spoken for. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to give you this part, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, it's a small part, but it's cool. It's fun. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, cool, whatever. I'm just happy to be in a future yeah. film. Um, apparently the, the person who was spoken for, um, they had a falling out with that person oh, wow. and he left the production 
And so then about two weeks later, they called me and they offered me the yeah. lead part. So I was like, I'm in, let's yeah. make a movie. And that kind of just really started for real. Yeah. Like the snowball the, effect, the independent film yeah. thing started meeting more people mm-hmm. um, through that. Yeah. And that also got me like, like observing how that worked and yeah, seeing, you know, how people were being making f- independent film here mm-hmm. in Vegas and, you know, doing it su- successfully. Mm-hmm. And, be, and I, and I just was like, and you know, I really feel like I could do this. Yeah. And, um, so on their next movie, I was like, Hey man, I would really, I'm really interested in getting mm-hmm. into the production side of things. I would love to, you know, help you guys with the casting side. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I what was the next movie. So that was, um, that was a TV show they were going to do, which was like, um, was that that, um, rod thing? Yeah. The rod thing. It totally fell apart. Yeah. yeah but we did a whole casting. For yeah. It. Uh, it was like a Mod Vegas. That's who it was. Yeah. 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 That totally ended up falling apart, but you know, I got to, I got experience yeah. uh, in the casting side mm-hmm. and, um, so I remember that mixer it was a very, I remember going to that mixer. That was insane. And it, it, it actually like made me not want to go to mixers ever again. Because I feel like if this is the same shit that's going to happen to every mixer, I'm, I'm tainted by this. I won't lie. Cause like, you know, it said like, Hey, put your, you know, we'll get into this a little later too, but it said like, put your name, like it said name, telephone number, what you do and like email address, number, whatever it was, did it, thought you'd at least like hear something back in email or something. And it was like, this is just a waste of just some like filler just to make you feel special a little bit that you put your name down there. I think that it was probably good that they didn't contact you because uh, I think we found out later that Rod like does yeah. a lot of like um, laundering. laundering. Yeah. I heard that too. Pyramid uh, scheme yeah. stuff. Well, also, so. weren't they also announcing bus par- or party bus to hell at the time to that same mixer? I think they announced both of them. Uh, no, or no not at all. No, no. It was like they're announcing the um, uh, reality show. Oh, okay, the producer. Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah. So that all fell apart and yeah. whatever. So okay, um, but then they regrouped and they decided to bus party to hell. Mm. Um, but before that, I think um, there was a little production company with Kelly and El. Yeah, that thing, that little thing called Murder for Dummies. Murder for Dummies, <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of came about. So that was an interesting experience. Um, I remember seeing that and I was like, "Oh, I, yeah. I love, I love the idea of You're, serial killer." Yeah, yeah, I love playing bad guys. Um, and it was like a little bit old. It was written a little bit older. Yeah. Um, but I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go yeah. in." Um. It was very interesting in that they had it in this dance studio and they had everybody that was auditioning in the room. Yep. I'll never forget that either. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I, I think I had to go to work or something. Yeah. And so um, they gave us all the sides. Mm. And I just remember looking over it and something about something about the writing. And I was mm. just like, I I know this. I yeah. I can do this. Yeah. I, fe- I I'm feeling this. I yeah. 
personally, I love it when that happens. Cause sometimes you get scripts and you're like, Oh man. Yeah. What am I, what am I going to do with mm-hmm. this? But for whatever reason I picked up this script and I was like, this, this is, this is in me. I, yeah. I, 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 I am a serial killer. <laughs> um, I am Iron Man. No. Um, okay. I just watched that movie recently. Uh, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I grabbed the script and I was like one of the first people to audition. Yeah. You missed Kylie's then you missed her audition. Cause she bought ladder and she used the ladder for her audition. She used a ladder. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember how, what? but she, uh, she bought in a ladder, the audition. Like she literally brought over this ladder. Yep. She, you know, she, she like your, your audition was, whoa, that was great. Hers was like, oh, what up? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I would have loved to have seen that. I think, I, I don't know if I have that. It might be on the, uh, their hard drive, the Murphy Dummy hard drive. Yeah. Sure. What are they, what's their company? Trinity? Wicked Trinity Productions. Wicked Trinity. Yeah. That's what I was trying or to think of yeah. when I just started naming their names. Cause I was like, there was this little thing called yeah. Kelly and Brian and Alfredo. <laughs> I just call them that. <laughs> yeah. Wicked Trinity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, picked up the script, yep. did the did the thing. Um it was such an interesting experience in that like the girl was like really going for it too. Yeah. Um seeing it which is cool. She was like really crying and the I I finished and at first it was like stunned silence. Yeah. And then it was like everybody just erupted in clapping. And yeah. I was like, What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> and they they had me do like a quick improv or yeah. thing and then I got the F out of there. But I was yeah. like, Hey, this is uh this is a cool experience. <laughs> so um yeah, then yeah. you know, they ended up casting me and that's how I met John and Yeah, that's history right there. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, so that was, you know, me starting to feel comfortable yeah. with myself as an actor. So that was your third role in a sense, uh, since you've been back in Vegas? acting in Vegas. Uh, Hard to say. I, I just, so I'm, taking, many, I'm taking a guess. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm probably wrong. Probably around there. Yeah. Under yeah, 10, we'll more. say. Under, <laughs> under 10 before Murder for Dummies, which I did not know. I thought you were doing that thing for like a living for a long time. Obviously, you've been doing it for a long time, but yeah. they're doing more acting stuff. Back that, in the film scene. Yeah. I, I, I literally just got into the film, like doing it for myself because I was working at a production studio before that. And I started working at the news after I met them. Okay. Right? Or I worked, started working at the news right before I met them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, <clears throat> that happened. Yep. It was a really, really fun experience. I think everybody learned a lot. From yeah. It. Uh, I, I'm really proud of like all the performances. Mm-hmm. Did. What was your biggest takeaway that you learned from that? Actually, what was your biggest takeaway you learned from uh last day of school and then murder for dummies? Um, feature films. Mm-hmm. Um, especially into film, indie film, mm. it's never as glamorous. Yeah. And um, as you think it is, it really takes a lot of patience. Mm. It takes, um, you know, yeah. a lot of ability to deal with chaos. A lot of times things get flipped on its yeah. head last second. Yeah. I would say, you know, you're working on indie film, Sometimes you just have to embrace the chaos. Yeah. Like can't, can't let that get in your way. You still have to focus on mm. you're there to do a job Yeah, and you have to make it as best you can, even in not getting the best direction or mm. 
the writing isn't the best or the the actors you're working with aren't the best. Yeah. Your job is to you know bring everything up yeah. and do the best you can. Um uh, you know, as a learning experience and like man, the level of organization that you need to make something good yeah. is just insane. It's it's like preparation is key in film. And like yeah. indie film, it's doubly so. And on top of that, too, any what was it? Murphy's Law. It's anything that can go wrong will go wrong. wrong yeah. yeah. So it's Murphy's I mean, Law on set all the time. Just have to. <laughs> you have to be able to improvise. Yeah. You have to be super prepared, but you have to be willing to. Um, yeah. So you know, and last day of school was you know it was kind of eye open. Mm-hmm. Okay. You now this is what indie film is. Yeah. It's, it's not. I'll be in my trailer. It's yeah. You know, I'll be in my uh, car. I'll be, yeah, I'll be sitting on the side here and, and, uh, quickly rehearse, Yeah, you know, and a lot of times it's like, you don't get as much direction as you do in theater. Mm-hmm. Like the director will sit down in theater and really get a chance to, yeah. and the director on film is so busy handling a million other details. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, uh, okay, so your motivation is this and you need to walk there and do that. Yeah. You know? And everything else is on you, man. Yeah. So well, also, can you can you um, use the fact that you know theater they're rehearsing and stuff like that, but you have to do it all in one perfect take. So I guess there's gonna be more new, like you know, directors like really focusing on the nuances in that regard. When film acting, you're, you're, you they can focus on that stuff, but they also have like many takes that they can take as many as they want. Yeah. So and ideally, <laughs> even still, yeah. as a film actor, you want to be good so that you don't take up extra yeah, takes well, yeah. <laughs> because that's a, that's costs a lot of money so you want to be good and have you know them having to make adjustments because of technical reasons you know um yeah. and i i like yeah i like film acting in that you're able to make adjustments mm-hmm. and different takes yeah so like you get one shot when you're on stage yeah that's the choice you're gonna make but with on film mm-hmm. You can make like seven different choices. Yeah. They, you know, hear Hollywood actors often talking about that. Like, um, you know, you give them a choice as a mm-hmm. character and then they'll do like five more takes and you give them five more choices. Yeah. And it, that's not like completely different characters. Mm-hmm. It's just different choices with that character. Different ways they're going to say it, different inflections, probably on like words and mm-hmm. or different facial reactions, right? Obviously, but that would be the answer. My question, if it was a question, <laughs> I think you just answered your own question that you didn't ask. Yeah, which I was trying to ask a question, but I was trying to answer it the same. I jeopardized myself. <laughs> <laughs> what is a podcast host who answers his own questions? An idiot. <laughs> um, so you're doing. So you did Murphy Dummies. Then what did you do after Murphy Dummies? Uh, and I don't know. <laughs> I think it must have been Bus Party. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, that one, I was the casting director mm-hmm. for, for the Mahals. Yeah. And they brought in, not because of me, but their agent, yeah. um, Tara Reed, mm-hmm. And I was cast opposite her yeah. in scenes to open the movie. So that was a, that was a really cool experience. Yeah. Um, that was my first time working like a Hollywood actress. Mm-hmm. In a what was that experience film. like? Um, it's cool. She, it was very interesting because you can tell mm-hmm. that she is very aware of her um, image on set yeah. as far as how she interacts with 
true. Mm. And, you know, that just reiterates the fact that, you know, you're only as good as your last job. Yeah. And, um, word gets around. Yeah. So all it, all it takes is one blow up on set and it's on, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the magazine, yeah. papers and stuff. So even if it wasn't like the most ideal, um, you know, location for her, mm. like I'm used to it, indie yeah. film stuff. Hey, here's my dressing room. Yeah. It's a crate on the desert floor where she didn't have a, she didn't have a truck yeah. or a dressing room. Yeah. Um, know we it um she took it in stride mm. like she did the best she could yeah um yeah uh, you know i'm she's kind of resurrected her career so yeah. well shark I, I wonder if that i mean i wonder if that's an indie i mean i'm not trying to like put it on blast for it but like i'm saying like it's indie film obviously so i wonder if it's the same conditions that's what i mean you know what i mean i think not as much like i'm sure i it was in any film but it wasn't like under 500 okay I'm sure it was like a couple that but, yeah. um, and, and now there are even more I think five yeah I mean like, like the first shark needle though yeah. like that was probably yeah, like, was probably a couple million yeah. I, I don't know I could probably look it up yeah but I'm sure that it wasn't that because you know I could tell that you know, it wasn't you know her ideal scene yeah Um, but like I said working with her she was very conscious yeah. of of her public image. And I like, Oh, that's very interesting. She's not, she could very easily have a diva fit right yeah. now. And instead she was like, okay, we're going to work. Yeah. So how many days was she on set for? I think they brought her back for, there was a day with me mm-hmm. and then like either one or two. More. Oh, it's not that much. So yeah. that's not bad. Um, I think it was, I think it's been the biggest um, commercial success for the Mahals, mm-hmm. even though they've like three more. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see the other ones do. So, yeah. uh, yeah, so we did, so I did that. Then my next feature film was, uh, Immortal Wars Resurgence. Okay. Joe Lujan. Mm-hmm. So he did the first one, yep. um, which was like Hunger Games meets X-Men. Yeah. Like, you know, Hunger Games, yeah. adult superpowers and he's doing the sequel and, um, that one was cool. I, I really, <laughs> so I'm good friends with, um, I meet the cruise. So, Oh, I know. Yeah. There was a, uh, short trailer that I cast mm-hmm. and, um, I had seen around and stuff. Yeah. She's a talented actress. And, um, she came in and auditioned for that. I didn't act in it. It mm-hmm. was just like, you know, about a boxer. And, oh, oh, and it's, um, it's called Get Up Joe. Get Up Joe. Yeah. Um, they used a lot of boxing connections, got a yeah. ring. Like, it was a whole thing. It was a really, yeah. really cool experience. Weren't you uh, the ref in that movie? Yeah. So I wasn't much? supposed to be acting in it. I yeah. was just the, I was a casting director mm-hmm. and a second AD helping run the yeah. background actors and. At one point, they're like, "We need another ref." Yeah, and so, luckily, <laughs> I'm <enough>. standing yeah. <laughs> there with like my show blacks on and yeah, my yeah. you know bullhorn. They're like, "Get dressed," and I was like, "Okay." So <laughs> someone just saw the vision of a referee and like, <laughs> Michael. So you are it. <laughs> and um, so yeah, I met Lindsay, and mm. I you know he's been in all of Joe's movies. Yeah. 
so I talked to her. I was like, oh, I really want to be in a more. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, she's like, here's what you do. Make up a character, make up an audition. Yeah. And uh, send it to him. Interesting. He will love it. Interesting. So I got my friend Dante mm-hmm. and I wrote a scene yeah. and I choreographed a fight scene with like superpowers and stuff. Okay. And um, did a whole audition. I was just like, hey, I'm yeah. a big fan of your series. I'd love to be a part of it. I hope you enjoy my audition. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've actually really, really, <laughs> I need to put that, that audition scene on my reel because it, my friend Dante that did it, he's a yeah. really good editor and he mm. put in all these effects and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it looks so cool. Yeah. Um, you should put the link. I uh, will. If you haven't given me the link, I will, I will put in the link. Well, I have to get it out well, you first. Have, you, you, have you have time. You have, you have a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. You're um, episode 30. Uh, I'd have to nine. recut yeah. it because I don't want to put the scene where I'm basically asking for a job before it. <laughs> no, we need that in there too. No, you no, don't. No, I'm kidding. It's, uh, <laughs> it's called a slate. Um, but yeah, so yeah. I sent that in mm-hmm. and I didn't hear anything. Like, oh, I guess you didn't see it. Yeah. Um, they were doing the casting and. All of a sudden, uh, like Joe calls me. He's like, "I saw it, mm. um, and I love it." Uh, so, yeah, um, uh, you know, we'll talk. Yeah, and and that was it. And still, and then there was like another thing. There was like he was trying to do a music video, and they needed bodies for yeah. it. And I was like, "I'll do it." I'll, you know, yeah. I'll come in. And um, at this point, um. I had started working with uh, Quantum Arc Media, yeah. um, the production companies in town. Mm-hmm. Really good, really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try. To, I do, do a lot of work with them. Really, really yeah. good guys. And um, <clears throat> it's, it's so funny. I like now everything. I start remembering yeah. the stuff I work on. Uh, I'm like kind of going for like the big stuff, and then I remember all these little projects <laughs> that kind of led to there. So I'm like, oh yeah, I could talk about that. How'd you meet Quantum Mark? Did you meet him through that Get Up Joe thing? No. So I met uh, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Um, I got recommended for a job mm-hmm. by another actor for a role because he didn't want to do it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Is it paid?" Like, yeah. And I was like, "I'll do it." Yeah. And. Um, I don't care. I'll make it good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what role was that? What what film thing yeah. project? Can you tell us? Is it is it a plead the fifth moment? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 fine. I don't think it ever got released. Ah, uh-huh. it, it's called some. I don't know. It was it was it's a, called something. It was, a, it was like a kind of sci-fi mm-hmm. about this uh, world. Um, I think it was a, a a web series, mini episodes and stuff. Interesting. And those are super, super difficult to yeah. get off the ground and get any traction with. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can't think of the name of it, but I was playing an agent that does like time traveling stuff. Oh, investigates okay. time traveling, that sort of. Thing. Um, yeah, so I was on set there and I remember it very clearly because I was dead, dead sick. Yeah. Like, like walking dead sick and um, maybe not a zombie, but yeah. And had nothing to do with that TV show, although I love it. I was, um, yeah, I was not feeling it. I had yeah. a fever and stuff, but, you know, it was a shoot day. And, yeah. like, you know, I had to you be can't there. I can't reschedule. It, yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm just letting you know, really sick. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to take some medicine. You know. Um, 
and uh, Dustin from Quantum Arc Media yeah. there. He wasn't doing anything in the project other than mm-hmm. like just being an advisor, trying to help out the, the camera person, whatever. But, yeah. So he was there and he saw me working on that and he like randomly pulled me aside and, Hey, you know, I'm working on the sci-fi project. Yeah. Would you be interested and look at it? And I was like, yeah, send me a yeah. script. I love sci-fi. Um, yeah. Sent me the script and like, I read it and like two minutes later I called him. I was like, I have to be in this. Yeah. Like I need to do this. I love sci-fi. This is totally like my jam. Yeah. So he has this, um, story idea called shadows mm-hmm. um and like you know it was crazy what these guys can do because like at the time mm-hmm. he was still out of his garage yeah filming on a green screen behind us and this very like dark lighting yeah and it was me and uh, another actress katie Corot, mm-hmm. and we're playing with a video game <laughs> joystick yeah, yeah and they made that look like we were in a crashing spaceship oh wow and so that was that was cool and yeah crashed and then we went to on location at mm. these caves and were, they were setting off fire and yeah. crawling and i was like and they're shooting on a red camera yeah and i was like i need to work with you guys on every project yeah because you have good equipment mm-hmm. and you know you're organized and yeah. you work well and yeah so my love affair with quantum Arc media was born <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, yeah, um so get up Joe, Lindsay, mm-hmm. um talk to Lindsay and then Lindsay Don't, brought Quantum Mark onto mm-hmm. Mortal Wars Resurgence. So, you know, it was like going to be one of those things like if I wasn't cast as an actor, I probably would have been crew on yeah. on on that project. Mm-hmm. I ended up uh they were shooting a music video and I was like, "Oh, I'll do it." And then um Joe called me and he's like, "Okay, I, I, we haven't announced casting yet, but I just want to let you know I have um, a character in mind for you and I can't have you in the video because yeah. you're going to play a character. And, uh, so, um, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I love, I want to be a you know, yeah. guy with powers, superhero <laughs> stuff. So, um, yeah, so we did a moral wars and I was a mm. uh, typhoid and it was great because again, like I said, I like being a bad guy. Yeah. Like playing bad guys and stuff. Um, it's fun to be a heel exactly yeah. um i was i was actually watching a master class today um warner Herzog, oh that's a great master class yeah it's he's, so good he's i'm going to tell you about i hate the three-act structure he's like i hate like the five-act structure i'm like what the fuck is the five-act structure <laughs> i'm like writing down notes i'm like oh, i gotta look up yeah what he hates so i yeah. can see if i like it yeah yeah um yeah some you know it's interesting i like watching those master classes just from and then my experience yeah. and seeing like okay, he made not like this, but I like working yeah. this way mm-hmm. and opening the ideas of how they do things. So, you know, I'm not necessarily like learning tons cause they don't go into like crazy they really details. They kind of just, um, gloss over a little bit. I feel like, and yeah. it's more or less like their history. Yeah. Then more or less teaching you an actual thing. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that, um, Oh dang it. It's a kid, Ron, Ron Howard. Howard. Yeah, that was. Uh, I I bought the masterclass for that reason. Actually, yeah. then I found out Scorsese was going to be on. I was like, "Well, fuck! I'm glad I got the ninety dollar thing pass." Yeah, and he, that to me, his masterclass really gave you an idea of yeah. how he directs because he's literally mm-hmm. not just talking about it. Mm-hmm. He's showing you exactly okay. how he directs. Yeah, and yeah. He go, did you did you do his class? I think I my masterclass. So I 
went on it. So actually I bought it for Scorsese. I like yeah. I bought it for Scorsese and then I found out Howard was going to be on it. So I was like, Oh, well I'll go do the $90 thing. And then cause I was working another job at the time. So I watched Scorsese. I watched Herzog first and I was waiting for Scorsese. So I watched little, most of Scorsese and then I started watching Howard and then I kind of just fell off the rail cause I got busy with like that job and I was like, shit. So, and I don't have masterclass anymore cause I was like, I don't really use it. So oh, yeah, I, I, for me, that's my car ride studying. Yeah. So I like, I'm listening yeah. to it while I'm in the car. Yeah. Being at the, uh, they should have, I was telling someone this, they should have like a podcast for masterclass. They do. They do. They you do? can, they have ones you specifically just listen to. Oh, okay. It. Like you can put it in audio mode. Oh, okay, cool. But that's a little bit difficult on film director. Understandable. Yeah. Classes, so. Well, even, even Gordon Ramsay's cooking probably is a little tough too. Yeah. So, so which I saw but, that one too, by the way, that was great. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know. I've only done acting and directing okay. classes. I've done like almost all of them. Um, Ron Howard, awesome. He he really is directing a live scene, yeah. and showing you his, and it's super interesting. Although sometimes too technical and a little boring. Yeah. Um, but it's very cool to see the process, and also, like I said, uh, you know, show business isn't as glamorous. Yeah, yeah. As you might think it might be watching yeah. it on TV. But um, Werner was saying today, he's like, he gave a note to Nicolas Cage who was talking about motivations. Yeah. He was like, no, 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 don't, don't worry about that. Just think about this. Bliss of being evil. Mm. And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. That's, that's exactly, it's just so fun. Because, yeah. you know, I, in real life, I'm, like, I'm not going to, like, yeah. I would feel terrible if I actually, like, killed somebody or punched <laughs> you in the face or... Or, you know, whatever. But you're acting. You have, but, a, like, again, it's the bliss yeah. of being evil. You get to play. You get to pretend. Yeah. And that's fun, man. Yeah. And that's what it all boils down to is, like, you know, getting, getting to pretend. Yeah, yeah. It is that um, spirit of creativity that mm. you had when a kid, as a kid, if you can keep that going, mm. spirit of play. Yeah. Keep that going as an adult, you're going to be so much happier as yeah. a person. That's why everybody needs to have um you know a creative outlet yeah because yeah. it's fun and yeah. that, that's beautiful um yeah did, um, did um did you ever see that the bad lieutenant bad lieutenant Porto new, uh, new orleans i think that's the nicholas cage one with i haven't seen the movie but right. i've seen clips of it there's uh there's the there's the original one with um harvey um harvey no, Harvey Weinstein. what's his fucking face um harvey Keitel. harvey Keitel. yeah just the bad lieutenant and um and that's not herzog actually so I haven't seen that. I want to see both of those. Okay. Yeah. I um I have a lot of movies. Yeah. I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like you should watch the, the, the bad Lieutenant one because it, if he's mentioning in the class to understand probably what he meant by that to cage and see how his performance is reflected. Yeah. No, I, on, he man. does show, he does show you <laughs> oh, okay. clips uh, in the class. Oh, so I showed you, like, you get to see like what he's talking. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Um, so bad class, guy, yeah. bad guy, Immortal Wars. Um, yeah, I, uh, I guess it's kind of a spoiler that I'm mm. a bad guy, so sorry. Well, is it out by now? Yeah, it's out. So, so yeah. Seen it yet. It, yeah. Sorry. Oh. Um, yeah, it's fun, fun little action. Mm. Um, you know, we all got powers and fight a bunch of stuff. So, um, Are you in the third one? Is that allowed to t- talk about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you if I were... I spoke with him briefly and yeah, he's yeah. like, we're going to start filming it this winter. And it's 
uh, Twitter, and I don't know what's going on. He's, and well, hey, by the time, like I said, this podcast airs, which will be September, October ish, maybe it maybe we'll start filming already. Who knows? Maybe who knows? We'll Never find know. it. We'll find out. <laughs> Probably has to find funding first. Yeah, just like every other person in this world, person project. So, um, yeah. So after that, um, I have been working with my friend Zach for mm. a couple of years. And oh, what about um, Dan's project? Cirillo. Cirillo. Yes. Yeah. That was cool. I don't yeah. know what's ever going to come of it. it. It's supposed to go. Actually, Dan's supposed to release it uh, before his podcast episode. He's number eight or nine. Oh, that's cool. Shout out to Dan. Yeah. Super talented visual effects artist. Man, <laughs> this thing has been on yeah. the shelf forever. Um, I, I hope uh, what he's shown me, what I've seen them before, yeah. he just. Really he just finished this one shot thing that he was telling me about. He's like, this is my fucking Scorsese, <laughs> like my Copacabana. Yeah. It's so funny. I think he feels bad because yeah. he's told me, oh, I'm releasing it Wednesday. Yeah. Like four times. Yeah. And he's reworked it a lot too. He said, oh, I know he's so. redone it like a million times. So he's shown me like the almost final version, yeah, like yeah. four times. And I've gone back to reshoot with him like four <laughs> times. And, um, but so it was just this really cool yeah. visual effects project that, um, that he came up with and John was the yeah. uh, shooter for, and, um, it was, it was fun. Like yeah. another sci-fi style, um, thing. And, uh, what I've seen, it looks cool. Yeah. It's, it's more about the visual effects than anything else, mm-hmm. but you need, you need to have that human element. Yeah. So and, that, and you did great. Cause you know, great, uh, eyes and stuff in that, which, you know, again, with the clown and the mime and all that stuff that you've learned and dancing with the expression, you use the facial so well in that film i think it comes off really nicely cool thanks man you're welcome yeah I, i'm excited to see the final yep. product it should dan. be out it should be out though so excited to see it dan <laughs> well, i'm just kidding yeah. man. it'll be I'm out by kidding. then it'll be out you, before your episode's out don't yeah. worry if it's not then we have a problem <laughs> it's okay man yeah. i totally i totally get it um uh i have started um yeah, like I said, I was a director in theater yeah. stuff, and I've like slowly been moving over into the production world. Yeah. So that's kind of like a convenient thing. Is I fully understand what the post production process and how yeah. maddening that all is. Yeah, because yeah. Um, you know, after Immortal Wars, or actually it was during Immortal Wars, we had started um, pre production on um, my first short, mm-hmm. um, and the whole thing with that was I was talking with back and we had this idea for a for a film and um we were just talking about like mm-hmm. i see all these people being successful in vegas mm-hmm. and i understand it and i'm like you know what i really feel like i can do this yeah, yeah. and and i feel like i know the, the talent around me to make good stuff mm-hmm. so our goal was like you know we're gonna make this as our calling card something yeah. that we can try to win some awards and mm-hmm. show people what we can do yeah. i know we can do it but yeah um, so we wrote, uh, Burrow and we mm. passed it and shot it. Um, we shot it in three days of principal photography wow. and we probably did like seven days of, um, uh, extra, <laughs> extra <Holy> days. <laughs> Cause, um, it's a, it's a story about a father and son mm-hmm. stuck in a drug smuggling, yeah. um, in the New Mexico, Mexico area. Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to, and it's about their last day before they get their freedom from this, yeah, yeah. from the ring, and the drug smuggling ring. Um, it's called Burrow, and we had this truck, mm-hmm. 
And this truck is a 1976 Chevy Blazer. Okay. And it, um, it was not super cooperative in working. <laughs> so it, it tended to break down a lot. Oh, and shit. then the, like the last day of filming, we, I just rented a, a tow yeah. package and we towed it like the last location yeah, and yeah. just set it up on a hill and pretended to drive it down the hill. <laughs> Stop. Um, and so we had to get it fixed before we could film the driving shots yeah, that yeah. we needed, the exterior. Did you, you bought that uh, car? The- Did not buy it. It's a friend of mine. Oh, okay. okay. Um, shout out to Dean. What's up, man? And uh, <laughs> he, uh, uh, we ended up getting it fixed, yeah. and it would break down again multiple times. Jesus. So we had to do many, many um, pickup days of filming. Um, but we finally got it all and then yeah. went through the whole post-production thing. So it, from when we filmed it, it was right around the time we were doing Immortal Wars. Yeah. We were, you know, there was actually, we were supposed to film four days in Immortal Wars, mm. which was like the paying production. Yeah, yeah. Took one of our days. We only had three. You only um, shot that in three days in Mortal Wars? No, no. Oh. Burrow. Oh, Burrow. Mortal Wars was like 10. Oh, okay. I feel like that's really short for an action-heavy movie. Yeah, I mean, I would love to do a page a day. Yeah, as a as a cinema as a producer and director and stuff. Uh, generally, I would say you're forced to do um, six to eight, sometimes ten pages a day. Yeah, I mean, the average is supposed to be like four to five, if I'm not mistaken. But like mm-hmm. more heavy effect. What what I've read and heard on the internet. Uh, you know, four to five can be an average day, depending on how much the material is and monologue, all that shit, right? Then, yeah. like, action-wise, typically, like, you know, John Wick's making, like, doing a elaborate shit, like, you know, a month or maybe two, three weeks of, like, filming one scene of some shit like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I never saw Mortal War, so I don't really know the scope and the scalability of, like, what you guys are doing. Yeah. So, like, for an, and I'm, and I'm knowing seeing the trailers action-heavy, it seems like. Yeah. So like you'd think you'd have more like, days of shooting, but that's just me. And, it's all digital, yeah. man. Joe's like a wizard with yeah, the digital yeah. effects and stuff. So we would do the fight scenes the, the day of. And yeah. Fight scenes and whatever we did in the fight scenes, you had all the digital effects. So, wow. Yeah. It, you know, it's, that's just the reality of the indie film scene. To be profitable, yeah. you have to keep the budget down, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. as I've learned as thing. Yeah. Um, so out of Burrow, uh, you know, we, one of the days we were, the truck had broken down and mm-hmm. we had a wasted day. We we're like, well, what do we do now? And um, Dustin, wife, had been wanting to do a feature film yeah. to have on their, you know, like yeah. we've made a feature film and this is what we can mm-hmm. produce. And uh, Dustin's wife, Kate, was like, I feel like the thing that will be most profitable for us is if we do a Hallmark style romantic comedy Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Go. <laughs> so we were like, what do we have? We have a cabin. Yeah. And we have locations that we can get. Yeah, yeah. And so we got, uh, we got everything together and we wrote out, uh, wrote out a script, mostly Zach because he's yeah. the writer guy. And he has a feel for that kind of writing. Dustin mm-hmm. also writes, but he's more like sci-fi yeah. action kind of stuff. Yeah. And Zach can kind of, I don't know, he's kind of everywhere. Yeah. So um, he wrote it out. 
Mm-hmm. And while we were in post-production for Burrow, we started pre-production for the Christmas cabin. Nice. And yeah, we did, we shot the Christmas cabin a couple weeks in, um, in the snow mm-hmm. for the exterior scenes. And then we came back in the summer when the yeah. snow had melted and shot it all the interior scenes. So we were all dying. Oh, nice. And then we shot in here mm-hmm. and in, um, Utah. Mm-hmm. In LA, the cabin in LA, uh, in Utah. Utah, mm-hmm. yeah, nice. And um, yeah, so that was my first feature film as a producer. Cool. And um, yeah, and that that was that's huge. Like yeah. we picked up, we went to American Film Market, yeah, not knowing what to do or what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I saw a couple of distributors that I know, yeah, and I just started talking to them. Um, I, I saw actually a mortal wars yeah. poster the mortal wars distributor and i was like oh we have this and yeah and the guy was like oh yeah i think i'd be interested in that yeah and so instead of wandering around like zombies um kate yeah um, sirs were like oh we need to just go in the office and be like we have a finished film here's a trailer yeah you know this is a hot commodity christmas movie blah, yeah blah. and so from just that one day we had three offers oh wow so it was good that's awesome yeah, and so through that we sold internationally, mm-hmm. and now it's available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was it. And I think in Spanish and iTunes. It's in Spanish. I should not. I looked it up on iTunes, like for like the movies or whatever. I oh. saw it. Yeah, hold on, I gotta find it. Hold on, I'm pretty fucking positive. That is hilarious, actually, and I need to tell. Um, uh, don't don't call me yet. Wait till I'm. <laughs> Might be in French or something, some foreign language thing. Yeah, because the first thing they sold it to was France, international. Yeah, before we sold it anywhere else. I was on my. It might not be on my iPhone because it's not. Oh no, it's uh. I don't I found it on I found it on iTunes in general, or Apple TV Plus, whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, because it goes through Prime Video. Never mind. So I have to. I'll look it up and I'll tell you again. I was on my computer and I think I typed it in. I found it on like iTunes or some shit like that. And it wasn't in like English. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, so it's only in English and Amazon prime. Yeah. I think they're supposed to release it on a couple other platforms yeah. too, but I'm not sure which ones you just, you know, we knew it was on Amazon and yeah, been yeah. released and that's where, we, yeah. you know, that has the most name recognition. So mm-hmm. that's where we pushed it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it's been kind of like one of those things. And then meanwhile, Burrow, mm-hmm. um, we kind of jumped ahead and, you know, we're producing a feature film, yeah. but we're still finishing off Burrow mm-hmm. and you know, trying to fulfill that purpose. And yeah. so we did the short film circuit mm-hmm. and, you know, we won war, we won the, some awards, which is what mm-hmm. we wanted to want to be able yeah. to like, where'd you, you know, win awards? So, um, action on film, mm-hmm. silver state film festival, mm-hmm. um, all local film festivals or, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, so we won best short at, the, um, Hollywood dreams international film yeah. festival. And we were nominated for like six awards. Mm. It was like uh, cinematography, best yeah, yeah. soundtrack. And I don't know. I have a, I have a thing about film festivals. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you a little later. <laughs> I just have, I just have a, a problem with them and, and I'll explain. Yeah. Later. You, I mean, it's opinion. The, so the, the whole thing is to the point is to get the laurels, yeah. and um, that's that. So, okay. Well, I'll give you my spiel about short. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what? What are you doing with them? Um, yeah. What's the point? So 
if you can get into one of the major festivals, yes, yeah. that's that means you won. Yeah, but you're like probably one in a million. Yeah, unless you have some yeah. big TV actor mm-hmm. or just name. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Um. So you know, your ultimate goal would be to get into Sundance or yeah. Cannes or South by Southwest or Tribeca. You or know, Tribeca. Um. So that's amazing, and yeah. of course, you should submit to those. Yeah. Uh, on the off chance that. Yeah what you've made is mm. oh, yeah, world breaking. Other than that, um, you should submit to the festivals that you can get to easily. So yeah. if you have family somewhere and say Florida or whatever, yeah. submit to those festivals in Florida. Mm. Cause it's like, literally there's what's the point in submitting to a festival if you're not going to go to it. So yeah. you're either going to get prepare yourself to spend 20 grand mm promoting a festival I, I think though the sorry to cut you off but okay. i think the the going to a festival outside it it gives you more um so i'll tell you my my two cents now mm-hmm. so my opinion in film festivals is that a i think there's too many out here and b like because i've looked at the nomination shit on like you know the last action on film thing and i've seen categories where only two people are in it three people are in it and i'm like so there must not be a lot of people like first of all signing up for this film festival. I don't know. So I'm just all me assuming and trying to like piece together things. And I'm like, if, if only two people in one category, there's a 50, 50 chance of that person winning the award. So I'm like, well, what's the point of going locally? Why not like try out for like, or do it in like different States. Cause I feel like if you get it from a different state and they're seeing it and you get accepted, that's a big, I feel like that's a bigger um, honor in that regard because it's like someone else from somewhere else, a senior movie and even if they like, even if they don't like it, they've seen it and they give you a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that might sound like, I mean, again, it's my opinion on that. No, no, I, I totally get that. What yeah. I, what I'm trying to say though, is like, if you're not getting into these giant film festivals, yeah. um, all you're doing is you're spending a shit ton of money yeah. flying to like Georgia yeah. or Jersey yeah. or something for these film festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be a profitable result. Yeah. You're doing it for like name recognition, mm-hmm. for laurels, for trying to yeah. win awards and, and networking. Yeah. So of course, submit to the ones in LA to, or in Vegas, yeah. you know what I mean? Submit to the ones in Utah, Yeah. something that you can yeah. get to easily. You're not going to spend a fortune. I see a lot of these filmmakers and kudos to them, mm-hmm. man. They made their, their short film. And, you know, a lot of times their yeah. budget is, you know, a couple grand or whatever. But then they're spending thousands of dollars yeah. flying across the country promoting their film. And I'm like, but so what is the end goal yeah. for you? And they're like, I don't know. Like, even, even laurels were kind of weird, too. Because, like, laurels, I mean, laurels are great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. but, like, if it's some random obscure film festival that no one really heard about and you get, like, the best, like, you know, editing, for example, like, who gives a shit? It's like a high right. school diploma. No one cares about high school. Dipl- it's like, oh, it's a college degree. No one gives a shit. You have a college degree in, like, economics. Some high school kid who watched, like, YouTube videos on economics get an economics job now or some shit. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't know. That's just me, again, personal opinion. So, or this is exactly what I'm using it yeah. for, though. Um, when you are presenting to people. Yeah. Um, I can now be like, oh, here's a poster mm-hmm. for Burrow. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's an award-winning film. Yeah. 
here's my poster for the Christmas cabin. Mm. I now have a track record yeah. of an award-winning short film and, and, a, a, fil- and a film. So basically all it is, is a PR mm. uh, and I'm using it to position myself mm. as a producer, you know, that's yeah, yeah. looking for investors. I have a track record. Yeah. I have success. So yeah. I'm not just walking in the room and be like, um, I have this movie idea yeah, yeah. and I've never made one before, but I think it would be cool if you give me, um, $200,000. Is that cool? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's just, it, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just this long-term plan of like, I need a track record. Yeah. I need to have this. So that's basically what mm-hmm. I'm doing it for. Yeah. Um, what I did it for, yeah, yeah. you know, of course I would have loved to have, you know, gotten into Sundance, yeah. gotten into cans, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's difficult. You, it's, it's, it's different too. It's a different beast. Cause now everyone, their mothers are Hollywood stars in those, in, in the movies there, it used to be different, yeah. but now it, it just dramatically changed and shifted. Yeah. And you know, I've, I'm always thinking to myself, like, I, you know, I have some old Hollywood contacts yeah. and, you know, I originally tried with Burrow, but mm-hmm. you know, they were just like, I, I'm sorry, man, yeah, my yeah. management won't let me. Yeah. yeah do this yeah no i need i need like yeah i need to be paid why don't you try slam dance because slam dance is the same week as sundance uh i i can't remember if try that one i don't remember i'm a lot more savvy now about like who and what to submit to and which uh festivals and everything also someone gave me like the, the 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 interesting advice where festivals look literally Look up the festival and see if it fits your what you're yeah. trying to submit for too. More more advice for filmmakers yeah. out there. Short film. Short is the key word. Yeah. Seven to eight minutes. Yeah. yeah. Is gonna and double the amount of festivals that will consider your mm. your film. Even if it's not like super amazing film. Yeah. Um seven to eight minutes is like the sweet spot. Yeah. Having said that, I am now producing a <laughs> my latest short film is 15 pages. Yeah. Uh, kill me. I no. Quick witty dialogue. It could be down to seven to eight minutes. <laughs> I so wish it, man. I hope I, I want to get it as short yeah. as possible. It's just, you know, it's super hard to develop an yeah. arc yeah. in eight minutes and it can be done just not by me. Apparently. Yeah. There's um, a whole bunch of YouTube videos that do it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, I find funny too with festivals. It's like, I've heard stories where you can't like put the fucking thing on YouTube or whatever it is as well and stuff like that. And then I've seen like photos, like from what I've seen again, personal opinion, it's like, I don't see a lot, a big crowd in the Vegas film festivals and stuff like that. But like other film festivals, I'm hearing stories. I I interviewed a dude who lives in, uh, he lived in Pennsylvania and he has a film festival for like the last so many years, but all these people are coming. Well, he lives also an hour and a half away from uh, Cleveland, an hour and a half away from Pittsburgh. So like all these people are coming to town to see it. So it's like, he's not getting empty seats where like, you know, you're showing movies and I'm seeing empty seats of people. And I'm like, I feel bad for you guys. Cause it's like, is this, is this film festival like promoting their shit? Or like, what's, what's the issue here? Yeah. Cause like, that's why I did dislike the Vegas film festival community in that regard. You know yeah. what I mean? I not dislike, but I, I just have a weird feeling, about, weird feeling with them. It's to me, it's an entertainment city. Yeah. So to get butts and seats, like, well, you know, yeah. the locals, like, it's not coming, breaking through to them. Yeah. Come and check this out. And there's so many other choices, yeah, yeah. like hockey, Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. But this show. is a, like, like if, 
cheaper than not cheap like well, cheaper in the, cheaper in the sense of like you know it's it's cheaper than going to a night's game. Oh yeah, you know what course. I mean. Like you can go, you can sacrifice one day going to this festival. But then again, maybe, maybe uh, this will get into another topic. Um, let's finish you first, then we'll get into this other part of the topic. Okay. All right. So you're producing a short right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm producing a short and I'm producing a TV series. Oh, nice. Um, so the TV series is all ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, called A List Casting. Okay. It's about two casting directors that got blackballed from Hollywood that mm. make their way to um, Las Vegas, and they're trying to get back into movie business. Yeah. One um, erectile dysfunction commercial and ambulance chasing lawyer ad at a time. I like it. Yeah. So it's all about, um, and, and it's kind of mockumentary style yeah. in the style of um, Modern Family mm-hmm. and Think 30 Rock meets um, The Office. Kind of nice. Feel. And um, very funny writing. And to me, you know, it's a good concept, Yeah. but it's more about the team and the people that yeah. we've assembled to make this. Cause it's, you know, the, the actors are yeah. hilarious and the writing is hilarious. Mm-hmm. People that we have making it are really funny. Yeah. So like basically everything is just ready to go. Yeah. And probably when this comes out, we'll have some sort of result, whether we're making ourselves or mm-hmm. we're, I pitched a network and it yeah. got picked up. So that's kind of where we, we've been at on that. and. Um, kind of going back and forth the main thing i'm trying to do before we go full-fledged into producing ourselves is i'm trying to get a few meetings with a couple of the networks like yeah. hulu and um effects and comedy central yeah. and pitching it to them first mm-hmm. to see if they want to pick it up because it's kind of more in their genre area that about the peacock i mean if nbc wants it yeah well i mean they're making a streaming service so might as well they need there any content know anybody no I'm just asking for you. Exactly right. I know. Yeah, that's, I'm, that's, I'm, that's trying, I'm just throwing ideas out to you, man. I'm not trying to. Like, I'll pitch to anybody. Yeah. Let me tell you. I'll pitch to anybody. Um, but yeah, I, you know, yeah. that's, that's been in the works for like over a year. Mm-hmm. And then. Do you have um, a season arc and everything, all that shit? Like the first three, ep- uh, three seasons. We have, we have four episodes written. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's basically all ready Show to Bible, go. all that good shit. Yeah. Nice. So it's, it's ready to go. Um, you know, whether we make it ourselves yeah. or it gets picked up by another network, we'll see. And yeah. my, my, my thing is on that is it's so hard to break through the mm. crust of the, the indie film scene yeah, yeah. into Hollywood and it can be done. It's mm-hmm. just really hard. Yeah. So what is it that, cause there, everybody in Hollywood is looking for content constantly. Yeah. So there's some sort of disconnect. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that, I've seen it happen is put your stuff, your make it yourself yeah. and you put it yourself on these streaming services to be. Yeah. And it garners its own following. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden one of the sleeping giants goes, hmm, huh? Yeah. Wait, people like that. Yeah. Who's that guy. And then all of a sudden tap on the shoulder. Hey, yeah. you want to put this on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think also, um, here's, here's my idea is you can literally make an OTT service any from like, you know, Vimeo, you make your own over the top or over the table, whatever the fuck it's called, like Netflix style app. Right. And if you basically put all your material on there, make people pay monthly, rent, just make them rent it, buy it, whatever you want to do. And you have all your shit on YouTube as clips and all that stuff. And you just funnel it all through the, to the, it's a click funnel basically to your 
OTT service. So if you want to do it yourself, you can do it that way as well too. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just, um, I mean, it's the way the world's working. Everyone's making their own friggin' streaming service. So like if you charge like two bucks, a, two bucks a month to someone, cause you have really no names or anything of that nature. Yeah. You have to get, yeah. You have to get a lot of people on the fucking content or like, you know, a lot of content and a lot of people yeah. on the platform, but still like, you know, it's money coming in and then you can show the analytics to networks if you want to yeah. produce it to them. I think, I think the even smarter, I mean, that is good, but it's a, you know, how am I going to get somebody to pay a dollar for something that, you know, yeah. you know, that's the hard part. Yeah. Um, but, but people are doing on Patreon and stuff like that, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and Kickstarter oh, yeah. and shit. Oh yeah. And then you go, go for sure. For yeah. sure. That's, and that's part of the plan too, yeah. is like, you know, even if we get, funding from investors to mm. do it ourselves. We're still going to do a crowdfunding page yeah. just specifically to have a built-in audience because yeah. people that are donate, they want to see what mm. happens, what com- becomes of this yeah, project. Definitely. You know? um, so that's part of our strategy mm. as well. Um, talking with like Kelly and yeah. some of those guys in town about like what's next. Cause Amazon is really lowering like their per play rate and yeah. stuff. You're just, it's not becoming profitable and it's becoming more about these ad based yeah. platforms. So, you know, like 2B TV, you yeah. watch an ad and then you, and you, yeah. you know, if you can make, and, and if they keep watching it through the next ad yeah. break, that's good money, you know? So, um, it's all about these ad based yeah. streaming platforms well, and stuff. Even, even going back to the whole having a you know, Netflix style thing, you can put AOVD on there, advertisement video on demand. So right. you can do that type of YouTube thing. Cause like, I think if, if I'm not mistaken, it's a 90, 10 split on Vimeo. They'll take right. like 10% of the money. You get 90. That's right. a lot more than fucking YouTube gives you, which is like 40, I think less than 40% or some shit. Yeah. And you have to go by watch hours now or some shit like that. So, and even like, I think Amazon's fucking tough too. I don't think Amazon's like easy beast. Cause like, if you think about it, let's say if I know you, right. And you yeah. told me, Hey, go see this name a movie. Just any, give me a name of a movie. Uh, bad boys, bad boys. Okay. Yeah. Let's use bad boys. So go see the, I mean, a movie called bad boys. Okay. Or no, do something better. We'll use bad boys as the main example. So you made an action movie. Yeah. So you know me, you tell me about the action movie. I can find it by searching. Right. But if I'm a, you know, another person like New Jersey, um, and I'm looking for your movie and I, I look, or I find bad boys. Sorry. If I'm looking, watching bad boys and I see I have to find customers, like people that customers watch or whatever it is, you might not be in that section. Right. You might be like four, four like layers down. Yeah. So that's even tougher on that yeah. part too. You have to specifically yeah. search you for sure. And there's a strategy behind that too. Yeah. And it's about like naming and yeah, yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. But um, is that, is that strategy? I mean, it's all algorithms too. Cause it could, it always changes as well too. You yep. know, cause like yep. if, if I looked for, I'll use it as an example, but bus party to hell. I, if I looked for it again, I'd find if I type it in, Right. but if I'm looking for something that's kind of similar to it, it's hard for me to find on like the first or three, even though it's a naming thing. Yeah. It's still a tough thing to find. Right. I mean, and they were there. I mean, I don't know if bus prior is the best example. Well, I know, because, I know. It's, 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 it's the first um, thing. Red came box and, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah. There's still, I feel like, you know, putting the name, putting the title in mm-hmm. the title, a or B names yeah. of your, he's still helps. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, if you are searching alphabetically, yeah. And you're just like, oh, I don't know what to watch. I like sci-fi. And you're yeah, yeah. scrolling down and, oh, look at this. Badass motherfuckers in the moon. Yeah. Oh, let's see what that looks interesting. Click. Yeah. You know, so you're much more likely to get a click if your name is an A or a yeah. B. Okay. Than if it's like, you know, 
get out of town sucker sucker whatever you know like whatever yeah (laughs) like no one's gonna watch a g start with a g but they're likely to more likely to see it and if you position it too, like this was a kelly schwartz thing Mm -hmm. um he named his movie alien domicile yeah right so um people are searching aliens or the movie alien alien yeah they type that in and boom his movie comes up right next to that and they're like oh what's this click yeah no and whether whether he is you know yeah is it's not it's not alien or aliens but they're you know they're yeah. watching and there's a certain type of people you film people that watch that yeah. stuff so True. um there, there's there's a sort of there's a thought and yeah. that's just something for you filmmakers to think about is naming your your strategize the naming of your movie. yeah you make it similar you know um what's that uh what's that the i think it's get shorty i don't know a a movie it's a like something about school or a plus oh easy a easy a that's e though oh isn't it yeah i was was like oh that's interesting for a-list casting yeah I don't know any A movies that have uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, there's so many. I know there's so many. I just yeah. can't think of anything off the top of my head. That, that, <laughs> I, that's like, but you, you get the you get the yeah, point. Yeah, I get the I, point. Um so I don't you know, and yeah. and I'm not sure that those algorithms I know that it works for Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if, what it works on the other stream. Yeah. Problems. So it's just a thought. Yeah. Um yeah, so A list casting happening. Mm-hmm. Um I recently the short project I'm working on, um, so my Final goal for that mm-hmm. is to do it as a feature film. Gotcha. Um, obviously, I can't fund it myself. Yeah. I don't have fair $250,000, and mm-hmm. I'm not about to go mortgage my house to make it. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so what can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be creating something. Yeah. Um, so I can make this short film, mm-hmm. you know, for a relatively inexpensive thing, and I started looking into ways that I can supplement my money so it's not all coming. So yeah. I. Um, I was looking for grants Mm -hmm. and I found Nevada arts council. Okay. Um, and they give up to $1,500 for individuals and fill out some forms and set in some links and, um, a certain timeframe I sent in, you know, sent in my past work and the the script and the concept Mm -hmm. and everything. And yeah, I was grant, I was given a Nevada Nevada arts council grant, $1,350. So, um, that's been it. Nice. Close to probably close to half my budget. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I was, I was very, very excited. Yeah. About to happen. So, um, and my next short, is going to be Turnos. You're mm-hmm. hearing it here first kids. Um, <laughs> well, we'll be filming it before it'll this be, episode's it'll out. probably be filming and in post-production by the time you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> At least it'll be filmed. <laughs> You're hearing it here last folks. You're hearing it first and last. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's about a, um, brother and sister mm-hmm. who are in a desperate fight against yeah. a group of immortal beings when the, um, the immortals, uh, kidnap the brother and I'm using him as a weapon to start the apocalypse. Is this a prequel to immortal wars? <laughs> oh, no, it's actually has, um, uh, religious connotations a little bit in mm-hmm. that it's based on the Templars and okay. the immortals are, um, descendants of Judas. Okay. Um, the, the guy who betrayed Jesus. So um, it has religious yeah, yeah. connotations, but it's not a religious movie. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like has that Catholicism. Those are big stuff. ones that you can sell too, by the way. So. Right. <laughs> but I'm not, not, I don't 
that's not where yeah. I'm trying to branch into. I just think that it's a very like um, historical, mm. like kind of fiction, yeah, fantasy, yeah. action, adventure kind of thing is very interesting. Yeah. Like um, a Da Vinci Code yeah. kind of stuff. Shit, meets, sign me up. I'll see that. Yeah, Da Vinci Code meets Buffy the Vampire Slayer and okay. meets Highlander. What so. about National Treasure? Oh. <laughs> although it's like my my wife's like one of my wife's favorite movies she's like i love nicholas cage in this movie national treasure he's a, he's a, he is a national treasure in that movie <laughs> i guess so did you ever uh rewatched it recently have you ever listened to the rewatchables podcast no they didn't want face off and they talked about how john travolta and nicholas cage spent two weeks with each other just to learn each other's mannerisms for face off oh that's kind of cool yeah <laughs> but it's just so if it's so over the top of either person in the movie that it's just ridiculously funny. <laughs> I actually rather like that movie. I would watch it again. Yeah, I, sure. I won't watch it again. Actually, now I think about it, like, I, like every time I listen to that podcast, I want to watch a movie that they watch, talk about. Yeah. Um, so, is that all that you have planned for the rest of twenty twenty? Uh, so I have those two projects. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's a feature film in the works yep. by Quantum uh, called Jin and Safi. Mm-hmm. Um, that's progress. Yep. I think there's working on a script. So mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't, for some reason, I don't think that's a feature that's going to get done this year. Cause they mm-hmm. have a few other goals they're working yeah. on, but we're definitely, it's, you know, in progress yeah. as far as, um, hopefully they'll have the funding next year. Cool. We'll see. I mean, yeah. it's still January. Things yeah. could make drastic changes. Well, again, we'll see what happens when this episode is released. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, all this stuff that happened. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said it's January 2020. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I like to be transparent with my get, uh, my viewers and tell them, like, hey, I, I record it basically from November to now constantly of things just to get as much content as possible because I want to be consistent with it. Yeah. So, like, even if we talk about things in January now and it's going to be released later, at least we know if it happened or not. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, I'll, I'll come back for another yeah, interview, yeah. which will be in 2021. Yeah, yeah. Def- I think by the time, actually, if I have everything technically, like, not canceled on me until February. I can get into 2021 right now. Dang. That's I have 53 podcasts then. Cool. Yeah. And uh, the mine moment. will be the most listened. To, of yes. Course. Well, you better. Yeah, push it, man. Yeah. Yeah, push it. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 behind right now with like uh, <laughs> the other ones. That are well, out. it's not even out yet. How yeah. are people supposed to uh, supposed to listen to it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I did this podcast. Going to be out in eight months. I need you to. <laughs> Make sure you have your, your uh, subscribe button. Down yes, so you can please. Yeah, that works. You can just do that now. Subscribe now. Yeah, subscribe now. Get ready. Wednesdays, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anything else? That's, am I missing anything? Uh, For your 2020s. 2020s. No, I, as far as work stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still, I, I mean, we didn't really touch into like how I'm still working in yeah. theater and I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I have some, uh, I don't know if any actors are going to make it this far into the <laughs> podcast, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to give some actors some advices, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, being an actor myself and also yeah. casting my own projects and working as a casting director, yeah. other side. Um, I've mentioned this before, but, uh, guys, uh, please, 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 um, get your headshots, Yeah, get your headshots done by professional Yeah, and make sure it looks like you. <laughs> it's very important be honest um yeah you know show up to every single audition mm-hmm. with your headshot and resume no matter what even if you already sent it in mm-hmm. um this is important when we're doing casting yeah, yeah. you can 
you know, the casting director can show the director mm-hmm. with the picture in hand. Hey, yeah. This person was good. Yeah. Whereas instead of like, Oh, I think he was wearing a blue shirt and blah, blah, blah. Headshot. Yeah. Resume. Very important. Every audition. I'm hearing about, uh, sorry to cut you off, but I'm hearing about like headshots with different styles of looks now too. Oh yeah. That's big. Like different characters you can play. Yeah. So not necessarily like, you know, full makeup, yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, you know, uh, humpback of Notre Dame, yeah. but like, you know, if you can play a doctor, maybe you're wearing a, you know, a white shirt mm-hmm. and with glasses on and you have a, you know, a clipboard or, or maybe not, but, or, um, you know, or a nurse, yeah. like maybe you're wearing scrubs. not necessarily scrubs, but you're wearing something similar yeah. to scrubs. Should you get so the feel <laughs> of like a character you can play? So then when you give your resume or headshot, should you give them like one with all the characters you can play? Like just one headshot, like, or one no. photo of just like 20 headshots. <laughs> like now hey. you bring in, bring in a headshot <laughs> that looks like you. Yeah. And hopefully it's the one that is most similar to the character that you're auditioning. Gotcha. Okay. Um, next know your lines. Yeah. Show up, have your lines learned or, you know, if it's a cold read, mm-hmm. you know, God bless you. <laughs> it's, those, those are hard. I actually really like doing cold reads cause yeah. I like being thrown into the fire, but yeah. Um, I prefer to have my actors have their lines with plenty of time to know them, mm-hmm. you know, just know them yeah, and have your lines learned. It's very important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Practice. Yeah. Have your character yeah. breakdown done. Uh, how to get started um, as an, as an actor, um, do what I did. Go, go, go to a college and mm-hmm. find a short film and audition for it. Go, um, go to acting class. Yeah. Go to the local theater mm-hmm. and get in some plays. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, yeah. don't um, don't just sit around and be like, oh, I want to be an actor. Yeah. That's not an actor. An actor just is finding work and doing it. Doesn't, yeah, you know, get that experience, get those networking um, opportunities because that's mostly where this business is. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone I don't know auditions for me, yeah, um. And they're great. I'm going to cast them. Yeah. But a lot of times I'm going to call in the people that I know yeah. that are going to do a good job and I'm going to have them audition mm-hmm. for me. So, and I don't know how many times I've been just offered a role just yeah. because I've worked with somebody and be like, this guy's good. Yeah. yeah. So you got to build your network by mm-hmm. going to the acting class, going to the, you know, the yeah. local community theater and auditioning, going to do the local college where yeah. they have a film program you know, and be like, Hey, how do I audition for your film shorts? I want to be in this, you know, yeah. get, get your experience and get your real, get your real done. Yeah. And, um, that will kind of start you on your way. Even if you don't have a resume, mm-hmm. you know, you can still list your special skills and where you're training. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody has some special skills. Like I'm a elite, um, nose picker, like, you know, that's not what I am really. Pretty but, impressive. <laughs> you know, put that, yeah. put something on there. Like yeah. at least have something so that there's like contact info and yeah. it's not just a picture. Um, what else for actors? Um, be humble, man. Yeah. Um, that goes for everybody. Okay. Um, results over ego. Yeah. You know, you need to work as a team, even mm-hmm. with the PA, even with, you know, whoever. Yeah. Um, everybody has an important job. Yeah. So just, uh, be humble, know that everybody's doing their best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, if you have a problem, bring it up and try to find a yeah. solution. But um, if you're difficult to work with, people aren't going to want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And you know, in this town, that's you know, sure, yeah. surefire death. Like, and even you know, with a small community that we have too yeah. in the film, 
And that goes for Hollywood too. Yeah. If you're Plus a dick, two, yeah. people aren't going to work. Well, I don't know. There's yeah. some dicks that have still have work. Yeah. But so, I mean, imagine what they could do if they were, you know, nice, nice people, <laughs> yeah. you know, and didn't Humbling have people. blackmail on Harvey Weinstein or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just be a good person. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, you want to be treated well, but so mm-hmm. treat other people well. Just, yeah. Just be cool. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the main thing. Yeah. Know your lines. Be cool. Do your best. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Easy. Boom. Boom. You have dropped. You have dropped bomb, sir. You have <laughs> dropped bomb. But you, you, you kind of, you kind of uh, went ahead. That's usually my last question I ask people. Like second, last questions, like last advice. So, okay. so now we're gonna go into this part of the the podcast. It's called "What Are the Strengths and Weaknesses of the Vegas Film Community?" Because I'm trying to figure out what we can do as a film community to improve and get to the next level. So I'm right. always trying to ask people because again, I see things, people see things and everyone has like different opinions and shit like that. So it's based on your opinion. It's not like based on obviously facts. I mean, it could right. be facts if, because I'm getting some things that people are all, a lot of people are saying the same things. So it's turning into facts, but basically what's your opinion right. of the strengths and weaknesses of the film community? And what do you think we can do to improve it and get to the next level? So we'll start with the strengths. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, there's a lot of people that can do a lot of cool shit. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like the wild, wild west out. Yeah. Um, you try to film in LA, you like 6,000 permits. Mm-hmm. You need to pay, you know, a, a ton of money for yeah. locations, um, rent studio space, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I can pretty much source almost anything. Yeah here in town for like little to no money because yeah. people just want to help out with yeah. cars and locations and, and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty easy to find something that you want to shoot for. So, yeah. um, in that aspect, the wild, wild west, like there's a lot of freedom to be mm-hmm. able to do cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what other strengths, uh, there's, um, I, I feel like, um, the, the place itself, um, like Vegas itself is kind of like a character, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a good town yeah. to film things in because it, it has, you know, such unique yeah. places. Like yeah. you can't see like the, the Vegas strip. You no, know, that's, yeah. that's in this small town like this. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's cool places downtown. There's old stuff. There's yeah. new stuff. There's like natural areas that is, you know, can't find anywhere else yeah I, I mean i think that's a i think that's a thing that we need to help us get to the next yeah. level personally is people need to utilize that more because a lot of the things i think we're seeing uh, what i've what i've noticed is a lot of like vegas everyone has had the strip in it or something like a, it's a you know a movie with the strip party things of that nature when like i mean i always use this as an example is moonlight moonlight's a great movie i think and it takes place in miami but you don't really know it's miami it's like the, the his, I'm like, oh, it's like these rundown buildings or this other shit of that nature. Cause I'm thinking of South, um, was it South Beach in Miami or something mm-hmm. like that? Cause I, that's why I think of when I see Miami, right. but like seeing the dilapidated homes and shit like that, that's why I want to see in Vegas more suburbs, more like interesting locations. And I think right. that's what can we do to reach that next level personally. Yeah, I dig it. I yeah. dig it. Like, um, there's always, there's so many cool locations, yeah. man. And, um, yeah, I think we could definitely, you know, there's no like, no like definitive location scout. Yes. Yeah. 
here. I mean, basically when people are like, oh, I need a space, like I tell them to go to Nevada film office because yeah. they, they have the best idea yeah. of like film friendly areas. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's see. So yeah, strengths. Um, yeah. so what else? I, I think that's, is that all the strengths so, you have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, there is like these production companies in town that and mm-hmm. that are working these corporate events yeah. that can do create like some awesome, awesome yeah. things like, but they're busy doing corporate and they're busy doing like yeah. MMA and yeah. sports and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that they, that is very strong. However, yeah. their focus isn't on narrative film yeah, and yeah. film. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a potential strength. Yeah. It needs to be looked at more maybe. Yeah. Or but then again, I think there's two sides of a coin there because it's like, if you look at the indie film community, they're not touching it. Again, you're saying they're not touching it. So like there's a yeah. different level, there's a different section of production, I think. Oh yeah. You know, so we have to, I think we should keep that separate maybe a little bit from there. I mean that, that the thing is they have really good people and but they are like, oh, my day rate's like seven fifty yeah. a day. Like, bro, this yeah. is indie film. Yeah, like, yeah. You want a sandwich? Like, yeah. I'll give you a credit and but like, I'll give you points if we win awards. Yeah. But that's um, also the vicious cycle too, like, you know, of indie film in general. Cause like the whole thing is like, you know, you're making these little to low budget films, like that aren't making much money in return. Yeah. And like, then you're trying to pay people and you can barely pay anyone. And a lot of these people that are trying to do this, like, you know, don't can't pay their rent because they have to supplement for other fucking things. And they get, it's kind of, it's a whole vicious cycle. There's actually an article. Yeah. So a long time ago about that whole vicious cycle of indie filmmaking, where it's just so like unique where like, you know, again, you make a thousand dollar movie, but you're not selling a thousand dollars of tickets or pre-sales. Right. So it's like people need to eat though at the same time. So it's a right. weird fucking thing. Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. Um, okay. So weaknesses, yeah. um, communication mm-hmm. and organization. Okay. There's, um, you know, I've been on a lot of sets. Mm-hmm. So there's just not been enough planning. Yeah. And you know, a lot of inexperienced people mm-hmm. think they know what they're doing yeah. and you know, like me, no, <laughs> no, you know what you're doing, man. Um, no, that, you know, they kind of get in their own way. Yeah. And it's like, you know, man, like, yeah, I know you're trying to make this thing cool, but you can do what you're trying to do mm-hmm. if, you know, if you plan it right. Yeah. If you have the right organization, if you communicate yeah. with the people and tell them the deal and yeah. not just like suddenly changing or getting in fights mm-hmm. or, or things. So um, I think that's, those are the areas that, you know, people have a hard time with yeah. is coordinating a mass of human beings mm-hmm. to all work together as a team to make something. Yeah. Even if there is no budget, you can make it happen, yeah. but it takes a lot of coordination, a lot of communication and a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people don't realize that and they just go, we're making a movie show up tomorrow. Yeah. And you get there and I was like, okay, well, what's what the, am I wearing? Yeah. What's the lines? What's this? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I try to, as much as I can, be as prepared as possible mm-hmm. so that when the inevitable thing goes wrong... <laughs> Murphy's Law. <laughs> yeah. I can deal with it easier yeah. and things don't just explode, yeah. you know? Um, weaknesses. So but, damn freaking hot in the summer. It's so hard to film. 
That's unless true. it's inside. Yeah. Or even the winter. I don't like sharing the winter either. Really? Yeah. I don't mind it. I'm fine. I, I, I mean, I, unless it's outside. Again, I'm, yeah. It's oh. or four in the fucking morning because that's what I do for work. And I'm frozen. I hate yeah. it because I go from a warm car to like three la- three coats on to a warm car. The three layers of coats on. I'm still wearing three layers of coats inside the car. I'm sweating all. I'm like sweating <laughs> profusely. It's like I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm pass out. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the weather can be a challenge. Yeah. I think for me... As long as you plan it right. I mean, if you're filming during the day in the winter, it's, yeah. dude, it's like yeah, 60 during the days. Not, like, the, not if you're not playing in the early morning. Yeah. yeah don't don't yeah. film your stuff in the early morning in the winter. Just early it's, summer. Yeah, that's fine. 60 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. Um, but yeah, I feel like the bad thing is kind of determined. I'm always mm-hmm. like, been trying to plan, okay, when are we going to shoot this? And yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, well, we can't do it till May. And I'm like, ah, yeah, it's already 100 degrees. Like, so and then you yeah. have to deal with the air conditioners for sound yep. when you're like, oh man, that's so frustrating. Yeah. Um, fall is the best time then. <laughs> spring and fall. yeah, right. So I try to. Did you, uh, let me ask you this because this has been a, a um, people have said this. They feel that the community is fractured in the sense of it. There's really no community. Like people aren't really helping each other. It's very fractured in a sense. In the it's very clickish. Okay. Is a is a common thing I'm getting. I can see that, yeah. but I don't I try to yeah, but, rise above. Yeah. Like I'm I'm happy to work on anybody's yeah. project. Yeah, I mean I was gonna say you're a different beast because you're you know, work on other people's projects and all that stuff too, but you but you're seeing it though at the same time. Kinda I see from people, afar. I see people like doing things and okay, so this is mm-hmm. another one of my pet peeves. Like yeah. casting is like so important yeah it's definitely the, like one of the like if not the most yeah. it's like one of the most important things. so don't just cast your friends yes that's another thing i want to bring up to you because i believe now you probably will agree with me on this too it's like if if we work together right yeah now we can work together on the next thing, but I don't really want to work with you because I want to maybe also grow as a filmmaker and you want to grow as an actor because you don't always want to work with me, mm-hmm. and even though it may be like working with me, but at the same time you want to grow as an actor as well, where you're learning other people's styles and you're learning like, okay, that's how I have to work with this person. This is why I work with this person. You're learning different uh, personality types from that. Yeah. And that it helps you grow too. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, people, will cast their friends in roles and it's to a detriment to their film because you may perceive them as good for the role, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you need to give, you know, everybody a chance. Exactly. Yeah. Because I've been surprised where, you know, and I don't just go and offer roles to people for my projects. I will say, Hey, I think you're really good for this role Mm -hmm. and I want you to come in and read or at least little, uh, I at least want you to be at a table read yeah. so I can hear how you portray the character because it's so important. And if you're wrong for the role, it literally just ruins the movie. Yeah. And it's like, you need to give these other people a chance to audition and they may shock you mm-hmm. how much better they are for Agreed. a role. And sometimes somebody will come in and, and myself as mm-hmm. well. Like I'll go in and I think, Oh, I'll be great for this role. Yeah. And, and I get in and I, and I audition and I'm like, oh, actually, I'm not a good fit. Yeah. And I see that myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, people, people need to like, yeah, you know, really 
just don't don't just cast your friends right away. Yeah. Have them read for the role and see other possibilities yeah. too. Because casting casting is so important, man. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, it's majorly important. Yeah. So, and I always, I always, and I'll work on some projects and I'll, I'll audition mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, well, who's playing so-and-so? And it's like, oh, it's my friend, Billy Bob. Yeah. Well, and I, has he acted before? Oh, not really, but I think he'd be really good. And I'm like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, I'm going to leave now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the casting process yeah, could yeah. definitely be improved and, um, yeah, people should really open up to working with as many groups as yeah. they possibly can. And um and I get it, man. Like there's a competitive edge and so and so tried to work with such and such and yeah. they don't like each other and and I run across that constantly and I'm always like, "Hey man, I just want to work. So if yeah. you're going to give me a role, yeah. Um there's a good chance that I'm going to say yes cuz mm-hmm. I I just like working. Yeah, and yeah. If I can work it around my schedule, then I'm there." Yeah. I mean, I I I'll admit I am a you know, partial, I mean, not partial, but I'm, I'm identifying that click part as well. I think I stay with the same group of people. I mean, I do work outside a lot too and with other people, but I stay with the same three or four, you know, group of people, two or three groups of people. So I'm not, I should open up more. I think doing this has really opened my eyes and I've asked a lot of people in general that I never even met before to like talk to on the show. So yeah, we have to be more all open and shit. Yeah. And find the right, find the right fit for yeah. the role, not just as your best friend. Yeah. Um, let me ask you another one that's uh, common on the show that we've heard is, well, I've seen, uh, let me ask you this. There's a lot more projects that are said that are going to happen than there are per- shown. Like people are showing like a hot second of a picture or like a trailer, but you never see anything after that. Do you think that's a, a weakness? <laughs> Do you agree on that weakness? It's just, it's not a lot of follow through. Yeah. And it's, you know what it is? fucking hard to make a film and i know it's hard to make a film but if you're like, if you're showing your set photos and stuff like that show us show us man just show us like i know it's hard finish it finish, finish it film. that's what i'm saying yeah get, again i'm i'm that's i i'm i'm an i'm an x factor in that i mean that happens to me too yeah so i'm not the only one i'm like i'm not saying everyone i'm 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 to blame as well <laughs> yeah i mean it comes down to like you know, you need to know yeah. not only how much is it going to cost to make, but mm-hmm. how much is it going to cost to finish it? Yeah. How much is it going to cost to market mm-hmm. it? And you need, like I said, you need to be organized and you need to yeah. plan for all of these things because yeah. otherwise you're wasting everybody's time. Yeah. And also don't be afraid. Just do it. See what happens. Yeah. Reactions and learn. And there's so many people, if you establish a relationship with somebody, you need help with your editing. Yeah. Be like, hey man, look, I don't, yeah. I don't have a ton of money. I can maybe throw a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Or or whatever. Can yeah. you help me finish this? Like I'm sure there's so many so many people out there mm-hmm. that are just they just want to create too. Yeah. It just needs direction and a driving force. Yeah. And so many people um just don't see it through to the end mm-hmm. and it's and it's kind of disappointing. And you can you can do it. Yeah. It's just you know, you just have to believe in yourself and you have to just matter what keep moving forward any other weaknesses that you see from your um, eyes the main weakness in front of my eyes that i see is the fact that you do not have christmas tree down. dude this christmas tree has been up for the last two years almost we have never taken this thing it's, a, it's actually an all-around tree i like to call it all around you. So we we have it for okay, New and Year's. How long are you going to celebrate your birthday? For? Oh, this wasn't from uh, my girlfriend's birthday. It was yesterday. 
uh, well, we, we still were a surprise party yesterday. I said we got down to finishing it off. <laughs> okay. All right. Still, I was, man. I literally took off one or two things and I was like, Oh shit. I, I'm, I had to do other things real quick too. <laughs> like, um, this is all a joke. Of course. I don't care about your street. Yeah, no, I can see in your eyes that you do. In fact, <laughs> they have been my secret message. <laughs> uh, John took a break and I decided to whisper sweet nothings. Into the that's cool. If it's not on Christmas tree, that's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's getting love. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I'm sure I'm, I'm on the spot now. Yeah. So I can, nothing else comes up. It's like, just be nice to each other, yeah, you yeah. know? And um, if somebody asks me to help, I yeah. try to help them. Mm -hmm. so, like we're a small community and everybody should be trying to mm -hmm. help. Yeah one another and be supportive like you know that's a thing people people will like oh shit on other people's work and yeah. stuff and like may i may not like particularly like your piece of work but yeah i also know how much work it takes to yeah. get that thing done at least you got it done and at least it's showing yeah you know because not a lot of people get a but chance to do again, that again it's also based on like critiquing going back to the critiquing thing too because like if i if i was telling you hey you know this 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 and this and this and we're wrong like with the film, I'm telling you my critique of it, but you might take it the wrong way too. So right. that's an issue, I think, uh, in general in all life. That's with everybody. Yeah, that's with everyone. People no, I know. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to take that stuff the wrong way. Yeah, I'm always very interested to hear like I on all seek out. Okay, so what? Yeah. what didn't work for you? Yeah, that's why a I want to know. People like try to be nice. <laughs> yeah, but and that's the thing. Like a lot of like you know sometimes, or they're just total dicks. That, I mean, no, that's like, a lot of screenings though. It's like a lot of family and friends and like. I'd rather just pay like 10 people, 20 bucks each on Craigslist and go watch my movie and tell me what you think. Like, here's what you do. Just put it on yeah, Amazon. That's, that's, They'll tell you yeah. what they think. I'll yeah, that's you. true. They, they rip people into oh, new assholes. It's brutal. It is. I'm like, guys, it's a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like Hallmark, that's, it's supposed to be cheesy. Like get out of <gasps> here. Have you watched what's on Hallmark? I have, but I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Hallmark is like wow. I think it went I'm, a little too cheese on the Hallmark thing, but that's just my again. It's my opinion. It's I mean I appreciate you guys for doing it, yeah. but I mean it's not my cup of tea. So yeah. Yeah. no, and it's not yeah. your. It's not Mark. It's not my demo. It's not, not my at demo. All. When we did our um our Facebook ads, yeah. it was like eighteen to forty five yeah. women. Yeah, and then the tags were um, Hallmark. Yeah, romance, mm -hmm. Christmas. Yeah. Boom. And that's, that's our exact market. Yeah. And it's a huge market. Yeah. And that's the whole reason why we made, we made the movie that mm -hmm. way. Well, you know, uh, that might be the second, I think maybe Christmas movies might be the, or holiday movies might be the second most ripple on impact or return on investment. Yeah. ROI, like horror is yeah. number one, yeah. which I mean, here's my, uh, going to the next part, which is what can take the, you know, industry or film community out here to the next level is I don't think a horror film or a, you know, party film is going to get Vegas to the next level. Going back to my Moonlight example, I think a movie kind of in that vein of Moonlight is yeah. going to get us to that next level and kind of break a glass ceiling a little bit. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's you know another weakness is you know we're perceived by Hollywood and stuff as mm -hmm. you know just this chaotic. Yeah. You know they kind of look down upon us. That you know Which everybody true, brings yeah. in their LA talent to yeah. do stuff out here and there's plenty of talent yeah. out here you just need to know you know who they are and occasionally mm -hmm. vegas talent gets cast but a lot of times you know they bring in all yeah. their la people because it's so close but i mean uh, going going back to that too is uh you know dan worthington yeah uh he was on the show a handful of weeks ago whatever it was but in recording time it was a month ago 
But in real life, in in episode thing, it'll be like episode twenty something or thirty something. But uh, he was telling me that you know he goes to L.A. a lot for his uh, core principal roles, where he's re- reoccurring character, right? Yeah. And someone was saying like you know if you were in, uh, if you told me you were from Vegas or some shit like that, like you know I wouldn't have hired you as an actor or some shit. I'm like what the I'm like what yeah, happens, a which lot. is crazy because I'm like what did I mean? I'm coming to this theory where like. I mean, the numbers are going to be a little higher, the percentage-wise, but if you take a pie graph, right, I think 80 to 90% of the Vegas actors here maybe aren't really actors. Shh, I'm late for work. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm so go. sorry. No, it's okay, man. I got to go, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, we, we have to end this podcast, but, Mike, it was great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. Sadly, we didn't finish our thing. But, uh, anywho, we'll have you next time, though, definitely, man. Okay. And, uh, again, guys, thank you so much. Hopefully, I got to do a short version of this, but thanks, guys. Uh, hopefully, you listen every Wednesday, and we'll catch you next day. And Having a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great year. Hopefully, we'll catch you next time on Chasing the Frame. Peace. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>